Hello and welcome to the Big Nickel IDP Podcast Season 2. I am your host, John Macri, PFF's IDP Specialist and Data Analyst. Uh, We're back and it feels good to be back in the IDP show feed. For anyone who listened last year, thank you and welcome back. And for anyone new to the show, thank you for tuning in for the first time. This episode, myself and a few fine gentlemen from Kentucky are looking to kick the offseason off right with a redrafting of 2021's NFL rookies, which is both offensive players and IDPs. I've been looking forward to this one for a while, so let's go. I mentioned it at the top. We're back for season two. It's officially dynasty season, which is the reason you're hearing my voice on the feed once again, since this is, that is the primary focus of this podcast throughout the NFL offseason. We'll cover things like dynasty buys and sells, deep dives into all of the incoming IDP rookies, breakouts, free agent team changes and all the hits that we covered last offseason. So if you enjoyed the show in season one, be ready to enjoy it again even more in season two. And if you didn't enjoy the show in season one, well, you know, maybe go kick rocks or something. But one of my favorite episodes that we did last season was the first one where we did a redraft of the previous season's rookie class. And the reason it was so fun was because I got to do it with these fine gentlemen from Bowling Green, Kentucky, who were kind enough to return to the show and run it back, as they say, from this very podcast feed, The IDP Show. It's the big three themselves, Mr. Josh Raymer, Stone Cold Adam Markham, and back from celebrating with the Lombardi Trophy, Bobby Reynolds, fellas. How's it going? I was going to say, Addy, you um, you do love to come into the Soda Shack and just crack two beers together and pour them on your face before every episode. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a hell yeah? It's good to be back, John. Thank you. I, you know, you know, basically telling people, look, uh, if you don't enjoy the season, go kick. If you don't enjoy the season, just leave us a three-star review over on Apple Podcasts. Don't, yeah, don't, don't. And, do and, and, explain, and explain the ways in which the show nauseates you. So um, yeah, we're happy keep, to be back. Yeah, keep in mind, whenever you three-star us, you're three-starring John as yeah. well. Do you want to drag John into the mud? Yeah. No, you do not. I'm a five-star and, man. Uh, <laughs> but we're happy to be back, John. This is uh, this was a fun episode last year. I've been putting a lot of thought into how I can explain to you all that I'm taking Trey Sermon at the 101. Mm. So um, I'm ex- I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, me too. This is uh, yeah, like I said, this was a lot of fun last year. It's just something different, right? Like from all the other episodes that mm. I put out. Um, for the Big Nickel podcast, it, this one's the most different from everything else because it's like a we're we're basically doing a live draft. We don't really have a, a you know an idea exactly where everything's going to go, so it's uh, it's going to be kind of wild. And uh, this is the perfect group, I think, to do that. Yeah, Bobby, you are famously a rookie draft pick aficionado. Mm-hmm. So going back many years, mm-hmm. many decades, in fact. Sure. Long been a fan of rookie picks. Absolutely. So I'm excited to see where you where you come down on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, 
I'm not quite ready to think about 2022's NFL You're still draft in. Quite you're yet. still looking back on the yeah. season that was. Still kind of, you know. I'm guessing you're going to bless us with the uh, kind of consensus numbers, maybe from 2021. Absolutely not. Okay. In no way am I doing that. <laughs> well, you did it last year. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm consensus numbers. Not as consensus, but uh, maybe that's the wrong word to use. Your uh, kind of breakdown of where people finished. Boom games, bust uh, yes. games. No, I'm not doing year. that again. Well, I, there, yeah. never mind it, John. <laughs> we got uh, uh, we got the XFFL um, draft results from last year, the rookie draft results, which we'll use as kind of like our ADP. Um, so yeah. that'll tell you where we made the changes and stuff. Bobby's already said he's taking Odigizua at yeah. the 103. 103, lock it in. So. No, I'm still... Oh, do you, we have the order? We have the order. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'm still thinking pretty hard about... I, I don't know. Even when the fantasy season's over, there's never a time frame where I fully like just completely forget about it. Right. I mean, RSO, our favorite platform, just rolled over. All of our gray period trades just went through. You know, made a little trade today. I don't know. I just there's never a time frame where I'm not checking Twitter. When's well, Carson Wentz moving? Yeah. Who, am, who oh, What God. are the repercussions? Who are we trading here? <laughs> no. Let's get into it. Come on, yeah. Josh. Thirty get minute deep dive. It. Hey, come if, on, Nick Connor. Yeah. If uh, if <laughs> look if. You know, NFL Sports Edge or whatever it is now is putting up stories about the trading team will have to eat yeah. or, or restructure Wentz's or there have to be a restructure to facilitate a trade. If we're that far down the road, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's not good. But that's the beauty of Dynasty, right, John? Like, you, there's never an off season. It just rolls right from the Super Bowl into 2022, essentially. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's um like you said, RSO just rolled over. MFL rolled over today as well. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we're just going to be focusing on. I mean, it's going to be a lot of rookie draft stuff from now until the end of April. But I mean, free agency and and you know all the contract stuff that you have to do in dynasty leagues as well. That's it. It never stops. Mm-hmm. It, it goes all the way through to September. So a lot of people tune out. A lot of redraft players, but I know there's a ton mm-hmm. of dynasty players out there that love this stuff all year long, like us. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sophomore stuff is just as valuable to talk about as rookie stuff. I think, I mean, that's one of the prime times to really go and get a guy if you really believe in them, if they maybe had a slow start to a year, or if you saw a couple games that, you know, were deemed as kind of some small breakout games that you want to go get before they just, you know, fully turn into Miles Garrett or Aaron Donald, you know. Um, it's a good buy season right now. Definitely. It is. Especially if you don't love picks. If you, you know, want to take a shot on a player and move some 2022 thirds for a guy, hey, shout out to uh, our last guest, Tyler, for kind of giving us some, uh, yeah. some options about that. That was pretty cool. I love the idea of trading the pick that you don't want while you're on the clock for like some of these mm-hmm. buy low veterans, Addy. Yeah, for sure. What did you guys think of this uh, this last year's class? Were you impressed overall with it? What 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 do you what do you think? I thought the IDPs were a little down. Obviously, we had the Micah Parsons, like yeah. uh, you know, just complete completely overtaking even the most optimistic expectations. Sure, mm-hmm. but I thought other than that, there's there was some flash, there was some promise. Yeah, you got yeah. the Jalen Phillips like four game breakout, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we could kind of see, but God, the safeties. Aside from like a Javon Holland late season surge, they sucked. Sure. Uh, The other linebackers, your Jamin Davises, David Collins. Yeah, Zayvon Collins just (laughs) totally let you down in a big spot. So, but the offense, the offense was um, pretty prolific. Pretty, pretty good. I think the, uh, you know, the offensive talent, I don't think it's 
going to touch the 2020 class. That was like, I think, an all-time class. But um, mm-hmm. this one was pretty good. Yeah, pretty I mean, solid. Yeah. Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, those are two like top 10 assets right yeah, now. absolutely. No matter the format, mm-hmm. right? Maybe not super flex, but yeah. They're up there. Yeah. But that's what kind of hurt this class, too, especially in super flex drafts, is the quarterback sucked. Yeah. This was probably, just especially for fantasy, probably the worst rookie draft class for as much hype as they got sure. of all time. Mm-hmm. Now, I think we all still believe in these guys that got drafted, but, mm-hmm. oh, boy, if you were banking on them for any kind of fantasy relevance, you were. It's a it's a learning curve for sure. I think this is going to temper a lot of IDP expectations for 2022. Yeah. Um, it still makes more sense to in my opinion, probably still go for some of these offensive kind of dart throws over these IDPs, even as much as we think that we like them. Um, they just take time, man. Yes. It's not plug and play like like sometimes we dream it. We learned that the hard way. And wasn't that basically what we did last year? One of these things we yeah. went all offense the first like I think so. Mm-hmm. The first three rounds or pretty something? much twenty twenty when me and you and Ben did it because twenty twenty was a pretty prolific offensive draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean the first two rounds were chock full of offense. Yep. We might have drafted Isaiah Simmons, Kenneth Murray, maybe, yeah. Pat Queen. But aside from that, it was just Michael Pittman's, yep. Brian Edwards. Shout out John Macri. <laughs> Shout out. Bobby has every RSO roster memorized, yeah, top I to do. bottom, 1 to 52. thousand percent true. But Bobby's John, already made uh, 10 trades. 10 trades. Yeah. Yeah. Rolled over. The platform rolled <laughs> no over. Shit, like, no like joke. 42 hours Just had ago. to get caught up, guys. Uh, so, John, what, how's the draft going to work? Walk us through what we're doing here. Yeah, so... I mean, we're. I mean, people understand how a snake draft works, so that's that's kind of what we'll do. We're basically just gonna um, go through it in a, in reverse order of how we did last year. So Josh will pick first, then me, then Bobby, then Adam. But basically, all the players that um, were available to to draft in rookie drafts uh, last season are going to be available to us again. And it, it, the basic point of it is to kind of get an idea of where we value um, maybe some of these IDPs among the the offensive players in this class. And and uh, it'll be interesting interesting to see like how some of the values have changed. Like you guys mentioned, the the quarterback class coming in had a lot of high hopes, but I think um, they they disappointed on on uh, on that level. So we'll see if they drop or if we're still optimistic about them uh, as much as we were in 2021. But um, yeah, I mean, and one Q, go ahead, one QB, right, John? Yeah, just one QB. But I think okay. I think. We will do it like we're not going to try to build a team necessarily, just more mm-hmm. to show kind of where we rank and, and value these guys just to kind of get a clear picture yeah. that way. I think um, sure. makes the most sense. So, yeah, I would say probably in my ranking when I am when we go through and do this draft, I'm going to be thinking about big three scoring. Not to say that we're mm-hmm. drafting this based off of, you know, heavy sacks or heavy tackle, whatever, but. In my mind, whenever I'm thinking about most dynasty IDP leagues, that's the scoring system that comes to mind. Yeah, which so is, it is use more, your own, it is more do whatever you want to do, but that's what I'm going to be thinking about, I guess is yeah, what I'm trying to say. PPR, w- yeah, PPR, probably. Yeah, 1QB, yeah. PPR, 1QB, PPR, yeah. Big D-tackle, we'll throw that in. Yeah, D-tackle, CB required. So I love it, John. Good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, and then like I said, we'll use kind of the we'll reference like our XFFL rookie draft. You guys will see it in the sheet there, but we'll kind of recap uh, maybe at the end of each round just who um, didn't stay in that round and and who moved up mm-hmm. into that round, all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah. Hey, John. Yes, sir. You know when the XFFL was started, uh, 
Josh had the first overall pick. What do you think about that? Huh? That's, How do you think that worked out? <laughs> what year was it? 2016? That was that was the Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott, Elliott draft. Yeah, huh? yeah. He was being really weird about it, too. He was yeah. doing, you did like a, uh-huh. a live video, air quotes uh-huh. here, live video. Yeah, it was probably like take 28 at that point. Uh, exactly, because sure he was acting, because it looked like he had been like, you know, he's kind of red in the face yeah. a little bit, like he'd been, you know, a lot of takes. Sweat. Eyes are bloody yeah, shot. Something was off. Yeah. Something yeah. was off with it them. It was definitely yeah. just a screen share video, so there was no How many years bloodshot after that, did eyes he win it? or and red face. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, I mean, it sets you up. I mean, you remember that was the draft that it was Zeke and then there was the rest hey, of the field. Hey, tell me, Adam, who's picking first tonight? Huh? What the hell? <laughs> hey, look, if you guys don't think I manipulate things behind the scenes, you're not paying attention. Yeah. Of course I got the first pick. It's the Wizard of Oz over there. That's right. I'm the man behind the curtain. But uh, All right. Well, am I, am I starting us off here, John? Yeah. So just before we, we get into kind of like the meat of the episode, I do want to say for the listeners as well that at the, the end of this episode, um, I've attached a fun promo interview I did with a group of guys who uh, have teamed up with PFF and, and started a new fantasy platform called All22, uh, which you'll definitely want to check out at all-22.com, uh, where you can get on the wait list for that fantasy uh, platform. It's truly like a unique and exciting new way to play fantasy football that I think a lot of the people that listen to this podcast and, and to the IDP show might find interesting. So uh, without giving too much away right now, I think the the true DGENs like ourselves who play with defensive players and have wanted to uh, expand to using other positions like, say, offensive linemen uh, will definitely want to stick around until the end to hear that interview and get the deets on how and when you could dive into that new format. Yes, sir. Bobby, Ray, Chris, those guys are awesome. We got got a league put together of just the most degenerate IDP uh, fanatics and got them in a DM together. And I think they're already regretting that decision to like jump into this with us. But Mm. I'm excited for that platform, John. I am. It's something I think totally new. So I'm I'm excited to uh, stick around to the end to see what those guys have to say. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's new. It's different. It's different. Definitely different than anything anybody's ever played before um, fantasy wise. So I I think it'll be worth uh, checking it out and and listening to the interview at the end to hear what those guys have to say. And um, I know Mm -hmm. that they're uh, launching all of their um, promotional material and everything on February 22nd, uh, 2022, which has the added bonus of lining up beautifully, uh, symmetrically, uh, as two twenty two um, which is Ooh, just baby. so mind blown. Yeah, that's just wow. beautiful. You love to see things like that. They've had this project, they've had this project ready to go for like five yeah. years, but <laughs> had to wait for two twenty two twenty two to probably. launch it. <laughs> that's Kanye's dropping Don to two on it. <laughs> Do they know this? Is he really dropping yeah. Don to two? <laughs> Apparently, but that that's con- that means could be you know that's April. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah. So that's pretty so, cool. So many things to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So yeah. So stick around to the end to listen to that. But um, yeah, other than that, I think we'll just get into the draft and we will let Mr. Josh Raymer kick us off with the 101 of the 2021 rookie class. So there's a case to be made here. Uh, there's really not. But if you wanted to play devil's advocate, I was just going to say, you could go with the Sigmund Bloom approach and make a case for Micah Parsons at the 101. 
But with the two prolific assets that Addy mentioned in Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts, uh, I don't think in good faith you can make that argument. So I'm just going to keep it easy and keep it simple and go with Jamar Chase 101. Yeah. I don't think this is really. No, it's not a hot take at all. It's not a hot take at all. I think he's basically. We could start at. He's 101 overall dynasty for you, right? Yes. Adam? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Ahead of Jefferson? Yes. Uh, mine is probably Jefferson, ahead of Chase, and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, yeah. JT's got to be. JT's probably 102, 103 for me, but yeah. Mm. Uh, Jamar Chase is 101. Now, last year, you did say you would prefer Kyle Pitts over Jamar Chase, right? Mm. Yes, that was true because of the positional mm. advantage. He had a chance. Wow. He just had a chance. Who is this guy? Who thought, <laughs> who thought Chase was going to have the season he had, though? I mean, the whole debate was, oh, Bengals, what are you doing? Take Panay Sewell. Man, these then, NFL balls are huge. Yeah, he can't right. catch it. doesn't have the white stripes like yeah, he was Bengals amazing team. yeah and he i think he just he was the offensive equivalent of micah parsons and that he totally blew away the, well, even the sky high expectations that we had and he has a super bowl playing quarterback in joe burrow mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. let's not forget that that was his college quarterback yeah, yeah. dude finished as a wide receiver five 81 catches 1455 yards and 13 touchdowns six yes. One of the greatest all-time rookie seasons ever. So. And it is now Joe Burrow's neighbor, right? Are they live next to each other? I think he bought a house on his street or asked Aww. one of his neighbors to sell his house or That's something. That's awesome. Smoke cigars together. That's right. All right, so 101, Jamar Chase. Yeah. It's a good pick. In. I like it. I mean... Yeah, that, I think that's the difference, right? Like dynasty wise, like if you look at the wide receiver one, it's just it's basically comes down to the quarterback. Um, I mean, Joe Burrow, I would take over Kirk Cousins. Um I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a hot take, right? So yeah, but I think yeah no. for this rookie class too, it makes perfect sense that Jamar Chase is uh, the first overall pick now. Mm. Also, thank God it seems like Joe Burrow's knee is okay. Yeah, he's God, okay. Yeah. I, was, I was very worried that this, you know something was going to come. When out he came back worse. in, I was like, all right, he's it's probably sprained. Mm-hmm. Like but boy, he was stiff on that last drive. It, yeah. And the the scream, like they caught yeah. the mm-hmm. slow mo, like him screaming on the ground. I was like, oh, never yikes. good. Yeah. It was a good <laughs> thing good. too that the Rams had such a long drive um, that he got mm-hmm. to kind of sit on the sideline a little bit and work on it because I, if he had to True. come back right back in, I don't know if he would have been. I mean, it didn't turn out well for them, but it could have been even worse, right? There was even that thing too where Stafford kind of got rolled up on mm-hmm. and he started limping off and I thought, oh no. And now the picture making the rounds is Jamar Chase beating Jalen Ramsey mm-hmm. deep. And if Burrow had just had yeah. like another second, he maybe could have hit him for a game winning touchdown. Yeah. Bengals fans just got to be sick. But it just goes to show you one of the most difficult things to play against in the NFL is interior pass rush. Yep. DeForest Buckner, Aaron Donald. You get a defensive tackle in your face as a quarterback. That gets old pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, making the superhuman play of holding the holding the offensive lineman with one hand and yeah. then, like, wrapping the running back up. Uh, Samaje Pirine on that third down play. Yeah, so, what are you doing in there, Samaje? Yeah, what's going on? What are you doing here, bud? Maybe just uh, swap out with Joe Mixon. Hey, quick uh, Justin Jefferson aside, what about uh, Kevin O'Connell? You happy? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, more I mean, so than Harbaugh? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I did. That was going to be a weird fit, mm-hmm. you know. Be a weird couple. Jim of years. Harbaugh in purple. I just could not. I could not. And khakis. See it. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a good look. Yeah, it wasn't. You know, it was too similar to Zimmer, just the mm-hmm. attitude and culture. So yeah, I was. I'm glad. And also, I mean, he hasn't even been that good at Michigan, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He beat Ohio State the one time. Yeah, wow. it's like I think the metrics by which Michigan fans would measure success, he has not lived up to that. 
Yeah. So no thanks. No thank you. What are All you? Right. I mean, are you sad to lose him? Nah. You can't get tied to anybody. You really can't. Like one of Sean yeah. McVay's coaching staff. And is, even apparently, maybe don't get tied to McVay because he might just yeah, go may sell just stocks. Right off into this sunset. <laughs> do something else. Is that a thing? Have you guys seen this story about Hollywood Brown? He's yeah. He's apparently going to become a pro gamer. <laughs> a pro Heck gamer yeah. now. He was a gamer boy. He said, see you later, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you love to see it. Is this, Are his streams even that good? I don't know. I don't I've know. Never I've never checked not, out a Hollywood Brown I'm not on Brown Twitch. I don't know. Before. So you're not tagging him, I'll tell you? No, I'm not. <laughs> this was even before I found out he was a gamer boy who said, see you later, boy. I was not giving him $30 million. Go viral, I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> All right, John, who you got? Second pick. All right. So for the second pick, I am going with Kyle Pitts. Um, yeah. Easy choice. Yeah. I, I mean, like you said, the positional advantage, plus the guy's he's only 21 years old right now. I think he'll be 22 in October. Um, mm-hmm. Over a thousand receiving yards. He had just the one touchdown, so basically took on that exact Julio Jones role that was there. Um, he had 68 catches, and he lined up out wide at a higher rate than any other tight end this past season. Too, 34.2 percent of his snaps came him came with him lined up as an outside wide receiver. So, I, I mean, the snap volume, yards per reception, all of that is the highest of any tight end this past season. So. For me, he's got to be even in the conversation as like a dynasty tight end one, um, at least top three. Uh, I can't imagine he's he's any lower than that. But um, yeah, Kyle Pitts feels like an easy choice here, one or two. He is the the dynasty tight end one, I think right? So has to be. Yeah, he was already the fifth most targeted tight end on the season. Yeah, Mark Andrews number one. Yeah, uh, Travis Kelsey's number two. Number three, the corpse of Zach Ertz, mm. and wow. then. Uh, wide receiver slash tight end Mike Kosicki. I don't know if we could really call him a tight end. And then Kyle Pitts was fifth. Yeah. Mm. So I think he is tight end one for Dynasty right yes, now. Yes, I believe so. Mark Andrews is in the mix. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong, but the age mm-hmm. factor you get with Pitts, the fact that he's literally can just just now drink, is uh, <laughs> that tips the scale in his favor for me. Yeah. Plus, like, I think it was yeah, it was Ian Harditz um, put out a tweet that showed like the top twelve fantasy producers by position um, and by age over the last like ten years. And for tight ends, it's like the age of twenty five, twenty six is when they're really like mm-hmm. they're most productive. So I mean, he's still he's nowhere near where what his potential peak could be, right? Mm-hmm. I recently got uh, Madden twenty two. Yes, boy, he is. You cannot guard that guy <laughs> on that show. game. Oh Pits. my god! You send him like just on a streak, like, and then do a pump fake. It's over. That they, they have no idea what to do with him. <laughs> <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah, big Kyle Pitts fan. Nice. Wow. All right, Bobo, you got the one hundred and three, man. Yeah, one hundred and three. I am going to go Javante Williams. Oh wow! Okay. I really like Williams' pedigree. He had two hundred yard games on the season. And was pretty clearly the RB2 there in Denver all year to um, to Melvin Gordon. And Melvin Gordon had a fine year. He was a very serviceable RB2 as well, even though he seemed to get the early in-game touches for Denver. Um, we would all presume that maybe Melvin Gordon would be gone yeah, he's in 2022. A, he's, a, he's a UFA. So I don't think that Denver probably brings him back. Um, Javante, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, what type of snaps share we can really see Javante uh, getting into this year. He had four touchdowns last year. He actually caught quite a few balls out of the backfield, which is pretty awesome. He had three receiving touchdowns. But um, Javante Williams, for me, is pretty elite. I think he could be 
Um, I think he's a top 10 dynasty running back right now. I think he has the potential to maybe crack the top five. Yeah. I really like Javante Williams. I can Williams. see that. With, the, with his ability and with his, you know, his uh, his tackle-breaking ability is what really gets me as well. Um, he's just kind of all around uh, that RB that you want. I like it. Yeah. Addy, I'm curious here. You've got – I think there's some dudes on the board that make sense at 104. Yeah, I think I think I have two layups here, honestly. Um, I'm going to go Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. 17.3 points per game this past year. Finishes the RB3. Uh, 307 rush attempts for 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns. He caught 74 of his 94 targets for 467 yards and three touchdowns, and he did all this behind one of the worst run-blocking units in the NFL. Obviously, major concern about the quarterback issue. Um, I've heard people say Mason Rudolph is an upgrade from ben, Big Ben. Uh, no. <laughs> no, he's not. Absolutely not. Uh, and definitely not for fantasy. Um, so that is a concern. You need to worry that that could just be a really bad team next year. Um, and teams can just easily stack the box, focus on Najee Harris. But, um, yeah, I mean, you have to be encouraged by what you saw. I mean, he, he's, he's still, you know, he's still going as a top, what, 12 pick probably yeah. in dynasty right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's too valuable to, to pass right here at the one Oh four. So is it, unless they go with Mason Rudolph, the quarterback will be better than 2021 Ben Roethlisberger, right? Surely to God, right? Yeah, hopefully. I mean, but what are they going to? Who are they going to get? They going to get Jimmy G? Yeah. I mean, that's an up. I mean, that's, it, up, that's, that's literally fine. anyone. I think. But I mean, would is, be that, an is that good for the? Uh, is that good for? That's probably good for Najee Harris. It's probably not good for the receivers, though. Is how it? Much, I wonder how much of Najee Harris's production came in the passing game. Probably a lot. I mean, Ben dumped off. A yeah, lot of seventy. He caught seventy-four balls for four hundred sixty-seven yards. Wow. Yeah. So I mean. Pretty healthy in my that's, Yeah, it's pretty solid for PPR, 74 you know, catches. Yeah. It helps when your quarterback is checking the ball down behind the line of yes. scrimmage on like fourth and five. So Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like that's that's I think it'll be a little bit of a uh a net negative uh if they upgrade the quarterback because it was literally just Najee go do something silly yeah. on a lot of fourth down plays. But before, uh before you go again, are you going Javante or Najee there? You boy. too, John. You think about it. That's really close. I, actually, I do kind of like Javante more long term because also we, we we figure that are we penciling in like Rodgers to to Denver? <laughs> I don't I don't really care. I, I don't think Rodgers leaves Green Bay. I don't think really? any of these quarterbacks are leaving. I don't think Russell Wilson's leaving. I don't think Rodgers is leaving. So what's Denver going to do? That's the question. I mean, are they going to just roll with Teddy Two Gloves again? No way. No, they can't. You is hope Garoppolo a, a upgrade? <laughs> I mean, not really. You don't want that. It's not where you want to be, you know, from that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, no, thank you. Hmm. Yeah. But they've got the guy in place there with the new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, being the mm-hmm. yeah, you know, yeah. quarterback coach. I mean, for I Green guess Bay, he's so. better than those other two options. But again, that's not what you're looking for. Yeah, I probably you go. Got dreams of Rodgers. It's mm. probably Najee by like just a nose, mm-hmm. just a nose. But it's it's really, really close. John, what about you? Yeah, it's super close. And I think like. For me, I think it's Najee as well. I, basically, because of all these running backs from this 2021 running back class, like none of them are guaranteed like a true bell cow role like Najee Harris was and is probably going into next season as well, right? So just based on volume alone, right? Like even though he didn't have the great like yards per attempt, I think it was like under four yards per attempt. So. 
but his volume I think makes up for that. And and Javante, I love Javante as well. I think I think it's super close. And if he was guaranteed like that bell cow role, there's no question that he'd be worth uh, like a top five running mm-hmm. pick, running back pick in dynasty overall as well. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not convinced that Melvin Gordon might not be back um, mm. in Denver. I think there's at least a chance, but. Um, yeah, we'll see. It's it's. I mean, there's so much off season to go, but um, yeah, right at this moment, I I have Harris like slightly above Javante. Could we be seeing peak Najee right now, though? Yes, yeah. for sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Because he's a little older. He's gonna be what twenty four? Yeah, twenty five, something yeah. like that. You know, Javante could still be, you know, two to three years out from his peak. <laughs> Najee's peak could be. I mean, literally twenty twenty two. It's possible. I was very impressed with Javante this year. For sure. Yeah. They were both good. Oh, yeah. 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 So you, you said you had two layups, Addy. What's the uh, second one here? Jalen Wall. Ah, mm. Yeah, that's... Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, so 15 and a half points per game this year. 104 catches for 1,015 yards and six touchdowns. He also had a rushing touchdown. Um, also added 193 total return yards. So he had a 25% uh, target share that was 15th among all wide receivers. He had 439 yards after the catch that was 12th among all wide receivers. So, yeah, I mean, extremely impressive for Jalen Waddle, a guy coming off an a, a pretty serious ankle injury. Um, and, you know, the questionable quarterback play all year with two. And that still is kind of a question there with Waddle, the, the, you know, the quarterback play. But, uh, to come out and do this year one with 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 uh, yeah. with that, I mean that's that's really impressive, and he's he's got a lot of drip. That's what I was like. Where's the celebration right now? I mean, this oh is, my god, uh, the penguin! That is yeah. that's an all timer, right? It there, is. Dude. I mean, it just fits so perfect. All timer, and I love what the new head coach down there has been saying about like just feed Jalen Waddle. So like, mm. I think in terms of dynasty assets, where coaching changes have improved their value. I think Waddle has to be near the top of the list, just oh, purely sure. based off coaching changes. So, right, I mean, he's locked into the what? That's the wide receiver two, right? Is he is he the unanimous wide receiver two for the class now at this Absolutely. point? Absolutely, yeah, I think so. Jo- uh, Bobby still wants to put in Devonte Smith over there, even oh. though he's got Jalen uh, Squirts throwing in the yeah. ball. Jalen Squirts. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think yeah, I think it's Waddle. I mean, they, they literally like the offense revolved around him last year uh, as as a rookie right that's why he had those 104 receptions and yeah you got Mike McDaniel coming in saying um you know draft Jalen Waddle in fantasy which is you know the typical offseason uh speak but I mean he the guy also had over a 70 percent contested catch rate which was top 10 for all wide receivers in 2021 and that's what also having like a step or being just plain open against primary coverage on 76 of his targets. Um, Mm -hmm. So he, he was, he was amazing in in year one. I think, I think personally it it waddles the clear number two for me. Well, there you go, Bobo. Now you get to take your next pick. (laughs) Yeah. So this is pretty clearly uh, Devonta Smith for me. Yeah. Um, Just the route running, the route running. Um, Eventually they'll get him a quarterback. I don't think Hertz is the guy there forever. Um, I guess the thing with Devonta Smith for Dynasty for me is just longevity of his career. He does only weigh 114 pounds. Um, I just I hope that can continue to uh, be an okay thing for him. I hope he can continue to stay on the field. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's after Devonta, I don't know. 
John, you and Josh will make your next couple of picks. It's a, it's a drop off. Offensively, there's I a think big that's the crevice, crevasse. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you Canadians say. Crevasse? <laughs> uh, Crevassier? No, yeah. <laughs> crevasse, actually, yeah. is uh, <laughs> the preferred pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think, yeah, Devontae Smith for sure. I mean, that, I think that top six makes sense, right? Chase, Pitts, mm-hmm. Javante, Najee, Waddle, Devontae, whatever order you want them. Um, but yeah, after here, it kind of gets a little trickier, I think. But um, the guy that I think I'm going to go with is Elijah Moore. Um, so just okay. the 11 games for Moore. But for me, I, I, think, I thought he looked really good in those games. 43 catches for 538 yards and five touchdowns. The biggest problem obviously was the quarterback play right so i think just 48 of his 74 targets were deemed catchable um mm-hmm. so more i think of all these first round wide receiver guys I, I i still like him i have a lot of optimism i think he's the guy that i want to try to buy the most um just based on mm-hmm. i think upside and cost like to buy waddle or chase i don't think it's, it's going to be very easy it's going to cost a lot but mm-hmm. i think more might be attainable for the right price and uh, and and the right owner. So I would I would take a mm-hmm. shot on Elijah Moore here. Yeah, I like that. And uh, you got to think Zach Wilson continues to progress. Yeah. He showed some potential at times. That's just a bad team. Yeah, offensive line defense is bad, but maybe they turn it around with Salah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I don't know, man. Things are pretty grim. Yeah. I guess that's true. Come on, Josh. That we had the Mike White. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's a good fever. mentor. He got a mentor, yeah. good mentor there in Mike White. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. I'm sitting here staring at this now at the 108, 109 turn. And I'm debating a couple things because there are two players that I think make sense here in terms of situation and where they fall in the pecking order for their position. But I know that when I'm back up, essentially at, what's my next pick? Like the 204? Yep. That the guys that I'm thinking about, which are Trey Lance and Micah Parsons, may not be available. No, they definitely won't be. Definitely not Micah Parsons. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, do I maybe reach here a little bit and take a Micah Parsons, if you would consider it a reach at 108? And... Or do I let him slip knowing he's not going to get back around to me? No, I think Micah Parsons is very much in the conversation, uh, really, around Devontis after J- after Jalen Waddle. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, you can, I would feel okay maybe spending 106 on on Micah Parsons. Yeah, that makes sense to me. So the other two players I'm kind of debating here, Travis Etienne, um, I think – we don't know. Like he's a black box mm-hmm, right now mm-hmm. because we didn't get anything from his rookie season. Mm-hmm. And Achilles, right? Yeah. Yep. And no, no uh, Liz Frank. That's not great either, though. Yeah. yeah anything That's foot better related. than Achilles. Yeah, it's better than Achilles, but anything foot related makes me nervous. Because um, Dobbins was the ACL. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. But hey, uh, you know his college quarterback was Trevor Lawrence. So that's right. Ooh. Here's that. Are they you saying your Jags are going to Super Bowl? They got Doug Peterson now. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> uh, so that's the guy I'm looking at, as well as Rashad Bateman. So if we do have a gamer boy mm. in Hollywood Brown who's mm. going to be a professional good call, Josh. That's a good call. I like Twitch that. streamer right now. That's the other dude I'm thinking about. So he I know who he's picking. He don't have a clue. Look at him. Look at his cold. You want dark us to pick for you? Trying to get us to do tell you what to do? No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna go Micah Parsons at 108, and I'm gonna go Travis Etienne at 109. Ooh. Nice. 
So wow. try to snag one of these running backs and hopefully the Doug Peterson upgrade there in Jacksonville will turn things well, around for this offense. It has to be better than it was last year. And you got to think about too, James Robinson just went out with the Achilles. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, he's going to be out a, a bit and uh, you know, say it's, what you want to about Peterson, but, He's he's okay. He's an okay coach. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be Super fine. Bowl. What uh, was James Robinson? What was his contract situation like? Because that he was, was the a, second year of his rookie contract. But he was an undrafted was a guy, year, right? Correct. Yeah. So, hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. Yeah, the coaching situation can't be worse, right? Even though it was Urban Meyer that spent the first round pick on him. Uh, James mm-hmm. Robinson is an RFA in 2023. So this he's under contract mm-hmm. for 2022. Um, huh. But yeah, I mean... I, but that was a light, light in the season injury, yeah. right? Yeah, they're still... I mean, God, they're going to they're have to bring in another running back. They're going to have to bring in another wide receiver, too. Oh, yeah. Chark is a free agent, maybe. Um, they got Visca. Marvin Jones, how many more years is he there? Yeah, he's getting up there. Um Lawrence gonna need a little help, and, but they have a lot of money. I mean, I could see them bringing in, you know, one of these prolific guys. Yeah, we'll see. I like that though, Josh. That's those are the correct picks. Michael Parsons needed to go there, um, and ETN had fallen far enough. Yeah, I think it would have gone. <clears throat> well, I don't want to spoil. I know exactly what John's going to do here. Oh yeah, yeah. He's going. He's going to shot Bates. That's clear. Okay, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> John's like, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, think you got it. me figured out, huh? Um, but yeah, I'm going to go Rashad Bateman here. I I really like Rashad Bateman. I I fell in love with him kind of late, um, like in the the draft process last year. But yeah, this year, I, you know, he started the year off hurt. He didn't play until week six, um, but still finished with 515 yards and a touchdown. He had 46 catches. I, I think he can honestly be like an alpha wide receiver for the Ravens, and and another year in the system should only help him. And hopefully Lamar gets back on track. I think, you know, he was showing signs that he was kind of developing as a passer and then kind of regressed a little bit. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can we can get that figured out for, for Bateman because uh, – yeah, that that'll be important to a lot of my fantasy teams. Look at you! Yeah. You think you got, got a lot us of fooled. players in this top ten here on my XFFL roster? I'll say that. Oh, <laughs> look at you! Go ahead and cut that freaking mic, Josh. <laughs> I'm gonna post the Adam gift that says, "Look at you." <laughs> we need to animate that thing. We like do. Put some fire in your eyes. I feel like <laughs> Bobby. I don't. I don't know where you're going here. I really am curious where that is. We'll go ahead and answer it for you, Josh. What are you thinking there, Bob? The 111 is going to be Mr. Jalen Phillips. All right. Defensive end for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, You know, I really like Jalen Phillips. I like him a whole lot, John. This is a trade (laughs) ploy. How many? How many? Uh, how many? Twenty twenty eight first is it going to take? Twenty twenty eight. Twenty twenty eight. Yeah. How you many picks? To how, the how far RSL? out do we have picks, Josh? Mm-hmm. Only through twenty twenty. Well, we can still four. do handshake deals, though. Uh, no, we cannot. Yeah, we can. Come on now. You don't Come have on, to. You don't. Josh. What are you gonna? How are you gonna find out? <laughs> well, uh, Bobby would probably have to travel to Canada to do a handshake deal with John. So no, technology's changed things. <laughs> Change things. Yeah, virtual, virtual handshakes. handshakes. Ever heard you ever of seen them? the handshake emoji? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. This this may be some people would think a reach for Jalen Phillips, but I think Jalen Phillips was the best edge out of the class. Um, and there are some other good edges, and we'll talk about them. But um, to me, it's a pretty clear fall off offensively. Um, I don't know. After Bateman, the talent kind of drops. But yeah, y'all might hate it. 
I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's, it, it's <laughs> interesting. Like I like I like Jalen Phillips a lot. Um, coming out, he was he was my top edge. He still is my top edge from this uh, this class. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like the best year all around for any of the rookie edge rushers. Um, sure. Which we we kind of talked talked about around draft time last year that this class wasn't as strong but um they all had their ups and downs nobody really dominated but yeah i still like phillips the most um and i think even with a new coach in place too it'll probably get some more playing time as well so for sure for sure i think if you can get potentially and we know this takes a while but if you can get an elite defensive end Mm -hmm. that's uh you know at at this late in the draft on your idp team not nfl exactly yes yeah um, if you can get yes an elite IDP option at defensive end, They're and this so this valuable. is this is assuming that he is listed as a DN Correct. or a DL. Correct. Yeah, that's that's uh, th- I mean the new coaching staff. Who who uh, do we know what they're going to run there? Do we have any idea? Mm-hmm. I haven't Dominic. seen a defensive coordinator hire yet. I think they're um, keeping the defensive coordinator um, from okay. last year. So that's <laughs> is he still a linebacker in RSO and MFL? Or? I believe so. he's probably he wow, maybe a D. Really? Thought it was a DN in RSO. I saw where Joe Tryon switched to linebacker. Yeah, well, oh, that's a bummer. Greenard went to DN, and then uh, Ojolari went to linebacker. Oh, all <laughs> of our all of our favorite children are being reassigned. That sucks. It's it's so, do we need to specify? Is this uh, you? Uh, I think Bobby just drafted linebacker Jalen Phillips. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I don't mind giving what I did in 2021. You roll it. You roll it on. Roll it on out there, John. <laughs> Put it out there in the Twitterverse. I don't care. I'll take the repercussions. Adam, shut up and give us your one twelve. All right, this is tough. This is really tough here. I got some real. I got some really nice options. I think. Um, boy, who we? Who we? This is tough. <laughs> Are you just stalling for time and saying woo wee a bunch? I'm going to need you to connect this. No, absolutely not. No, this is the goal. This is, what people, this is what nauseates people. It's true. I do want to apologize to Nick. I have let a few stone cold slip tonight. <laughs> Sorry about that, brother. There's another one right there. He literally just said another one. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. You're still stalling. All right. So, man. This is really tough. All right, I'm I'm between I'm between. Obviously, I love Trey Lance. I think we're in Trey Lance range. Um, I like Michael Carter a lot. Elijah Mitchell. I like Amon Ross St. Brown. Talk about a dynasty riser. He's probably been mm-hmm. yeah, riser. yeah for sure. Let's um, let's go with. <laughs> Trey Lance. Let's go with Trey Lance. Uh, all right. Trey Lance. Right. Maybe a bit of a reach here, but, you know, we have a soft spot for Trey Lance. We think Trey Lance is, is about to explode in year mm. two with Jimmy G out. He is for sure leaving, right? I, think think, so. I can't think imagine so. he's there are, back. They're already yeah. talking about, yeah, finding a trade partner. I've been hearing crazy stories about what he may fetch. Like, like, but I mean, they're saying like a first, but I mean, that maybe that's just San Fran floating yeah, stuff I out think, there. I mm. think they're floating stuff. All right. Uh, then next, let's just go with, let's go with the Monroe St. Brown. Yeah, mm. that makes sense. I think that's a good pick. Yeah. yeah. So he averaged 25.2 points per game over his final six games, uh, caught 51 balls for 560 yards and five touchdowns, uh, and also added seven carries for 61, 61 yards and a touchdown in that stretch. So a lot of that production came after DeAndre Swift went down, of course. Um, He played 77% of the snaps out of the slot. 
but yeah, I mean, I think you know, he's one of the best playmakers they have there, right? There's there's not a lot of not a lot of talent there in that offense. So it's DeAndre Swift and and Amon Ross St. Brown right now. I'm sure they're going to bring in more talent. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he was impressive. Mm. Yeah, he won. And with what they have, the personnel they have, Jerry Goff, and it's kind of you know he's not going to be a guy that's yeah pumping it deep down the field. I mean that. He could he could be very legit next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's a nice pick. Yeah, I like I like St. Brown. I mean, he's like a I think he, he was a true slot, I believe, um, sure. too. And they just fed him. So, um, yeah, that's a good pick. And just just to kind of to, to recap too, like the first round, just to kind of get an idea what a little bit what was different from um, how we drafted originally. So some of the players that didn't make the first round this time around were Terrace Marshall, uh, wide receiver for the Panthers, Michael Carter, running back for the Jets, and Trey Sermon, who was originally the 112, uh, the running back for the 49ers. And then, so Trey Lance actually moved up into the first round uh, for us. So obviously, we kind of knew that his rookie year might be like a redshirt year. So now that we know for sure that he's going to be getting a starting job, that helps. Um, and Jalen Phillips moved up into the first as well as, and so did Micah Parsons. So we didn't have any IDPs um, when we did our draft in May, but we got, uh, we got two of them in the, in the first round this time. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll go ahead and give you my two Oh two, which should have been my one eleven, Elijah Mitchell. Nice. Yeah. He deserves to be in the first round. Completely forgot about him. So we'll just go ahead and pretend like <laughs> after Bateman, I took Elijah Mitchell. And then at the 202, I took Jalen Phillips, which would be cool. <laughs> now, Elijah Mitchell's awesome. Um, I literally took him in the XFFL because Adam chirped for uh, about two or three months about how mm-hmm. in every other draft he had uh, grabbed this guy named Elijah Mitchell. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I was skeptical about Mitchell because, you know, going into that Shanahan type offense, you're like, man. This guy's going to be in a mix with Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Trey Sermon, you know, and here we are several months down the road. And uh, Elijah Mitchell was pretty clearly the RB1 all year for Shanahan. And, you know, it's kind of funny, too, that we're doing this redraft of the 2021 rookies and the first San Francisco running back taken was Elijah Mitchell, yeah. not, not Trey Sermon. Yeah, and I, yeah I think I'm pretty sure Adam was on top of that last year uh, yeah. quite a bit saying that Elijah Mitchell yeah. would be the better option of the two. So, um, yeah. It's- and Adam definitely banged that drum about Shanahan doesn't care. No. You know, he does not care where you were taking, how much money you make. I think he looks at it as a, as a challenge. Yeah. He's like, all right. And he was right. <laughs> I'll like, show you. <laughs> yeah, like it's crazy. He had the highest yards per carry uh, than any other rookie running back in 2021. So 4.7 yards per carries for, per carry. He didn't have any fumbles, didn't have any drops. You love to see that. Um, he had the mm-hmm. most runs of 10 plus yards in this class as well. Um mm-hmm. And he had the highest yards after contact per attempt as well. So uh, 3.7 wow. yards after contact. So, it, yeah, he was dominant. Um, he was he was a really nice pick. And that that was somebody that went in the fourth, late fourth round for us. Um, yeah. It, last year. So what is what is Mitchell cost right now? A first, maybe. I mean, is that what he? Whoever's selling him probably wants a first. They want a first for sure. I'm he, not selling him for less than. I mean, two would you, sec. Would you sell two seconds? Were you selling Mitchell? Nah, no. Would you give a first for him? Maybe so. I think he's going to be still really. I mean, he's going to even if he's not. Even if someone else kind of mm-hmm. 
gets some playing time, he, he's going to have his moments as long as in that offense, which is going to be for the next three, four years, right? You would think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and that offense is going to get downright scary when you got Trey Lance, George, <laughs> George Kittle, Kittle Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel. Yeah, like, I, yeah, that is that's absurd. With Kyle Shanahan, with yeah. you know, you know, um, Colin Place, that's 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 got a chance to be really dirty. So yeah, that's yeah. I mean, Elijah Mitchell could be could, he could get fifteen touchdowns next yeah. year. The thing yeah. I like about Mitchell is how many twenty plus carry games he had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty clearly Shanahan that was that was his dude. But what about you, John? What do you what do you give it? Are you is he is Mitchell on your radar at all to go and get in dynasty leagues? Or are you just kind of he's a guy you're leaving? Yeah, I think like at this point, I think like I don't think I could afford him. I, I don't like giving up first for running backs, and I'm pretty sure that's what he's going to fetch. Um, yeah, yeah. If, if you you have to give less than a first, you do yeah, it. Today. Yeah, yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. I would. Um, but yeah, I don't. But he is kind of scary. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I, Trey Sermon seemed like he was in the doghouse. I don't know if he's ever going to get out. But I, I mean, mm-hmm. if they do decide that they're going to work him back in, I mean, that's going to obviously eat into that. Who knows? I don't think Mostert's. I don't think it's. I don't know, remember what Mostert's contract is, but who knows if he'll be back? I think Mostert's back, and then um, they still have Hasty, right? Jamaica Wilson, Hasty, yeah. Crazy, but anyways, John, two oh three, you're on the clock. Yeah, so give give it to us. All right, so two oh three. I I'm tempted to go IDP here. Oh, there's somebody I want, but I think I can hold on. I think I'll go one more wide receiver. I feel like I've only taken wide receiver. Oh no, I took Rashad. Yeah, no, I took. Yeah, you took Bateman. Yeah, I took more. I've only taken. Oh, I took Kyle Pitts. That was my first pick. Okay, so mm-hmm. yeah, I'll take. Um, I will go with uh, Rondell Moore. Um, so I'm going to go Rondell Moore. He had a super low average depth of target. It was like 1.2 yeah. yards. So he's being, <laughs> yeah, he's being used as kind of this like yak gimmick wide receiver in their offense right now. So I, I do want to see if he can do more. Um, he hasn't really seen, we haven't really seen him live up to that hype that he gained after his freshman year at Purdue, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean he's not capable of it. Right. And I think, you know, if Kyler gets his act together over there and uh, uh, they figure out a few things and, and, and use him a little bit differently, a little bit, because he does have some versatility to his game, but that, that 1.2 mm-hmm. average depth of target is pretty rough. So hopefully that gets uh, that, that raises a little bit and uh, more becomes a better option going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean AJ Green, he's likely yeah, gone, right? Yeah. DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins turns thirty in June. Mm-hmm. Christian Kirk, he could be gone via free agency. Uh, Chase Edmonds, James Conner, both those guys are free agents. So I mean, there's a lot of opportunity opening up there in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. I like Rondo more. I mean, um, it, it it is just it is hard to you know we haven't seen a lot of players his size mm-hmm. succeed mm-hmm. so that is that is scary but um yeah do we think that maybe he needs a better offensive play caller in there than old cliff mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah i think that's probably <laughs> a good bet that uh, if if kyler's to be believed maybe uh it's a failure of leadership and we know it's a failure of offensive play calling we can see that with our eyeballs mm-hmm. yeah Oh boy, man! It is is it, it gets yuckier the more you go. It's not great. into the second round here. Um, usually, like the first eighteen picks, you feel okay about, but um, my goodness, here we got uh, got nasty pretty quick. So, 
I've got my eye on one guy. It's really tempting, I think, at this point to go IDP mm-hmm. just because the offense is really dried up. Um, so, man, because you got like Terrence, Terrace Marshall is still on the board, Michael Carter, Justin Fields. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go with Justin Fields, who I still think will be a cheat code, mm. even in single quarterback leagues. And then I'm going to go with Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa ah, at the 205. That's my pick. Macri's hot. <laughs> it broke his heart. <laughs> That's just, I don't know, like getting probably the number two linebacker in the class right now. Hey, this is... Uh, this guy graces the cover of of the new season two Big Nickel, right? Oh yeah, yeah, he's on there. I mean, that's that's Dang. that's high praise, right <laughs> that's there. Very high praise. Yeah, I got a, I, I, yeah, I'm pretty high on uh, JOK now. Like, yeah, I mm-hmm. think I got yeah LB two for this class. Um, my dynasty rankings, which just came out today on the pff.com. Uh, yeah, I got him as number five. I have him as LB five for dynasty. Um, but that's, uh, where is that overall? So 21st overall. Wow. Yeah. Mm. I think I got him up there high too. He's in the top 10 for yeah, sure. Like I think he's just, he's flashed a lot. Like he's a very aggressive player. Like he, you could tell like he's going to make a lot of those splash plays, tackles for loss, sacks, things like that. He just didn't really get the playing time. Um, and I think that aggressive play too, it led to a lot of his missed tackles. I think he had seven, like a 17% missed tackle rate somewhere around there as well. But I mean, you, you could kind of forgive some of that stuff because of, you know, the, the bigger plays that he's able to make. And I think with Anthony Walker, free agent, uh, expected free agent this season too, I think that opens the door for um, a three down roll for JOK in 2022. So I like that pick a lot. Exciting news from our friends at Manscaped, who just launched their fourth generation performance package. This ultimate package includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming, have done it again to make your grooming game next level. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the new performance package 4.0 by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code IDP show. The Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived, and oh man, it was worth the wait. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Sheesh! First off, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is insane, and dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever. Yeah, I said it. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multi-function on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, and it gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Oh, and did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? You thought that was good, but want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? 
The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations, their crop preserver ball deodorant before leaving the house, and crop reviver ball toner for a mid-game ball check. Trust me when I say, fellas, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts, their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code IDPSHOW at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code IDPSHOW at manscaped.com. Your balls have been through enough this past year, so treat them with the best tools for the job from Manscaped. All right, so Josh goes JOK at 205. I'm going with another uh, IDP as well. I am going with Quiddy Pay. Uh, so I have Pay like really, really close, a close second for me for the the edge rushers in this class. Um, I, I know he had the he had the highest pass rush grade, uh, and he had the highest pass rush win rate, uh, 15.1% of the of the bunch as well. Um, yeah, and along with Phillips, I, I think they're the two I could see taking the biggest leaps in year two. Um, Phillips, just because of an increase in snaps and, and an already strong set of pass rush moves, and then pay because of his physical tools and uh, football IQ. So I, I really like him a lot, and uh, I think those two will start to match up to one another, and he'll, he'll, be, he'll start to develop into a better player as well. Wow, that's interesting to me. I have two edges that I would probably take over pay, but it's interesting mm. to see why you like him here. He did come on yeah. towards the end of the year. I mean, he he um, he definitely showed some potential second half for sure. Yeah, I think he I think he could potentially just be like one of those late bloomer uh, edge defenders, right? Because mm-hmm. he he is like you know this kind of physical specimen kind of guy that not all the time you know these guys with the physical tools um, hit the ground running in the NFL. They're so used to relying on those tools a lot of the time that um, they don't have to develop, you know, as, as great pass rushers right away. So I think it might take them a little bit of time. And yeah, that's just kind of my thinking with pay, but I, I could see it anybody. I mean, yeah, you talk about Owe, Ojolari, those guys. Um, I think that's, uh, there's nothing wrong with that either. For sure. Okay. 207. It's waited long enough. We're going with the quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. T-Law. I think this is a little further than he even fell in the um, XFFL, which was pretty far. But even in a 1QB league, um, I'm going to take the 101 in the real NFL draft in the 2021 in Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, he was 205 uh, for us when we originally did it. Um, which felt really far down at the time. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Like, I, I remember taking him and thinking, and because he was, I think, maybe the third quarterback taken. Yeah. Yeah, QB3. He was QB3. So, um, which, I, I mean, I also get that, too. I mean, the you know, there was the fantasy upside with the guys like Trey Lance and Justin Fields. But, 
Lawrence is pretty mobile too, so he yeah. can he can get out there. He could run, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, obviously the first year was not uh, what people thought it was going to be. It was a bit of a letdown. So mm-hmm. um, there were flashes, at least, of what he showed uh, to be the number one overall pick. Yeah, for sure. And you know, to do all that with Urban Meyer is just testament to <laughs> anybody, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Zaddy, two hundred eight. What you got, man? I can't believe this guy's still on the board. My guy. Mr. Michael Carter. Wow. Not the uh, the running oh, yeah, back. I got to clarify, guys, the yeah. running back. Not the DB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh Michael Carter, he he was uh he was a fourth round pick, which I think a lot of, you know, a lot of the discussion was that was obviously way too far, uh, you know, a lot of people had him graded as like a second or third round guy. Um but yeah, I mean, he he you know, had 147 rushing attempts for 639 yards and four touchdowns. Caught 36 of his 55 targets for 325 yards um, and a 4.3 yards per carry and a bad offense. You know, I think Michael Carter was one of the bright uh, spots of that offense and um, really one of the few pieces they have to work with going forward. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's Michael Carter, Elijah Moore, um and you, you hope Zach Wilson takes a large step, but I mean, that's really, those are your pieces so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm thrilled to get him here. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it, John. No. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, I guess I'm surprised that, yeah, we let him fall that far, that far <laughs> as well. Just kind of thinking about it. Cause I, I think, I, I think he would go probably a little earlier than this over some of these, uh, some of these other guys, mm-hmm. but um yeah, I like Carter as well. I think he kind of lived in the shadow of Javante Williams coming out of uh, mm-hmm. North Carolina a little bit. So he 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 kind of fell a little bit and under the radar. But yeah, I think you're right. He was kind of one of the bright spots for the Jets. All right. So I'm back on the clock here at 2.09. Um, there's some really nice IDPs still on the board. Uh, there's some decent o- offensive options as well. Um I guess if you want to kind of know who I'm choosing between, it's it's probably someone like uh, Pat Fryermuth. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe you go Zayvon Collins here. Mm-hmm. Maybe I mean, is, is is Josh Palmer a little too soon here? Mm. There's options. Kadarius Tony. Ooh, you know he's in he's in range. I think Chuba. Chuba, yeah, sure. Maybe. Um, huh. I guess I'm going to go with, let's go with Zayvon Collins. Mm-hmm. I think Zayvon Collins is about to see his value skyrocket. Mm-hmm. Um, a little disappointing. They couldn't figure out a way to use that dude, you know? Yeah. All year. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he could do a lot of the things that Micah Parsons could do as far as rushing the passer and stuff. And there was an opportunity for him once um, J.J. Watt went down. You know, I mean, they had Zach Allen, who was fine. But, I mean, wh- why not let this guy try? I don't know. You never know what's going on behind the scenes. But it's just like it's not a it's not a great look there in Arizona when you have Isaiah Simmons, who took a little bit to get going, and mm-hmm. Zayvon Collins, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um it just seems like yeah, there's not a lot of there's a whatever's going on as far as coaching. Like they're not they're not great at development. Mm-hmm. It's not what those young guys need. I think that's kind of clear at this point. And you know that's probably why a lot of that stuff with Kyler's coming out. Definitely why a lot of that stuff's coming out. Um, 
but you know, I think I think if we're I think he's got the greatest chance to to see his his, his value increase, and uh, I just think he's actually good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think he is. I think he is actually good. I liked him a lot um, at Tulsa, and it, it's got to be confusing for those guys too, right? Like. Mm-hmm. You know, after the draft, all draft, all the hype was that it was going to be him and Isaiah Simmons, yeah. and you know Jordan Hicks. You can go, you know, seek a trade, <laughs> yeah. and then it's just the complete opposite, right? So Hicks yeah. is the starter. Collins doesn't get a chance, and I mean, maybe that happens this year. I'd, I'd expect that it would, right? Why, why you use a, a first round pick on on a linebacker to to have him sit behind for a year? It doesn't yeah. uh, doesn't make a ton of <laughs> sense, especially one who who's who has a lot of. Uh, athletic ability and, and shown to be a good linebacker in college at least so yeah. two years in a row now they've done this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. with two first round linebackers yeah yeah very bizarre situation and really you know to speak to isaiah simmons um he's playing a weird role he's playing a lot of um he's lining up on the line a whole lot especially on the edge he's playing more of an outside linebacker um type role than i thought he would um and he's proven to be pretty good in coverage. Um, I don't know. Simmons has been a bizarre one to try to understand. The same as Zayvon Collins. Uh, but at least Isaiah Simmons saw the field a little bit more this year. But, yeah, I like that one. Okay, 210. I am going to go with – man, this is really tough. Um, I'm probably going to go back IDP. I'm going to go Aziz Ojolari. Um, I like the Wink Martindale defensive coordinator um, move from uh, Baltimore to the Giants. I think Aziz showed a lot of potential last year. I think a lot of the Daniel Jeremiah type uh, mock drafts show um, Kayvon Thibodeau to um, New York, which could be fun for um, for him and Ojolari uh, for them to actually have some decent pass rushers there. So may be a bit of a stretch here. There may be some offensive names that you can maybe talk me into going over Ojolari. Um, but between Ojolari and Owe, um, I think both of those are pretty pretty similar in my eyes, at least uh, as far as IDP value right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Like, it, it's, it's a good spot to start taking some of these, like, edge rusher um, mm-hmm. guys that could develop into being, like, you know, pretty rare uh, – talents at their at their position so ojalari there's it makes sense so like i said you if you like him over pay i mean yeah. i have no problem with that either right him yeah or Oway or whoever right um well it's, because it's really just yeah well i mean and offensively you're getting into just a what is trey sermon what is amari rogers kenny gainwell what is his longevity in philly mm-hmm. Kadarius tony can he stay out of trouble you know chuba hubbard looked okay when cmc wasn't playing but you know, what type of longevity does he look like? I could understand maybe a Josh Palmer or something, but yeah, the offensive talent, honestly, I think really the only offensive standout still left to me personally is uh, Khalil Herbert, um, a guy that was undrafted in a bunch of IDP leagues uh, and even just dynasty leagues. But yeah, I don't know where at the end of the second is a weird position to be you rostered. You got him on your roster next FFL. You dang right. <laughs> Look at hey, you. but I didn't draft him. I grabbed him in the auction. I mean, he went completely undrafted yeah, right. through five rounds. So yeah, but hey, he torched up that uh, Tampa Bay defense for 120 yards. Don't think I didn't forget about that. <laughs> Dave, was. Dave Montgomery was out. He was good, man. Oh yeah. So John, two eleven. Yeah. Who you got? Yeah. So 
just thinking about it here. There's nobody I'm like really crazy about. I'm not overly excited about this pick, but uh, I guess we'll go back to back Giants players here. I'm going Kadarius Tony. Okay, um, nice. So it's a weird. He's a weird one, right? Because like obviously, like I think it was Week Five, Tony. That was you know, the game against the Cowboys, that was like the peak of what he could be where he's just kind of fed the ball and does everything as a receiver makes guys miss is kind of like the go-to option in their offense. But I I mean, that offense was God awful last season. Daniel Jones is somehow still the quarterback there. So it's, it's not just Tony's like inability to stay healthy and and on the coaching staff's good side working Mm -hmm. against him, but the team as well. So Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe Dable helps. Um, but like I said, I'm not overly excited about it. But I think that's where where I would go. He went. Yeah, it took him. We took him 301 in our our XFFL draft. He's that's, 211 here. So that seemed like a steal. Off. I remember at the time we we're like, oh damn, we were like, Bobby yeah. got a damn steal there because you drafted him, right, Bob? Mm-hmm. 301. Yeah. yeah, he had fallen too far. But boy, he had a rough start to the oh, yeah. his career. Though it was like, yeah. oh boy, this guy's gonna be like at training camp, AB Junior. Yeah, <laughs> shoes didn't fit or something, and yeah, yeah, it was a weird one. But yeah, I, so, I like Tony. He um, he's very he's got very similar Tyreek type twitch. You mm-hmm. know that that weird bizarre movement. But yeah. I don't know. He's got Daniel Jones as his quarterback, though. It's true. It's tough, and they yeah. uh, they want to keep giving him a shot. It sounds. <laughs> oh man, yeah. there's just there's a lot of red flags around him for sure. But I yeah. I think the talent is there that if he can get it, you know, if he can get himself sorted, then you know he could be a pretty mm-hmm. decent weapon. So yeah, I, I, just looking at some of the players here, that's just kind of taking a shot. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Are yeah, we excited overall about the? Giants offense. I mean, we feel optimistic about Saquon. Man, the they got Dayball in there. I mean, uh, you feel better about it. You got to feel better about it than you did, right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't feel worse. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Gosh, Kenny just, G. Maybe yeah. get. I mean, God bless. That's he's cannot That's stay crazy. healthy. Slayton. Uh, he's Shepherd. solid. They have talent, yeah. but uh, they got Daniel Jones. Yeah, that's true. They do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm that's sure the biggest do. problem, right? I think I don't think it doesn't sound like they're taking a quarterback this year. So, yeah. I mean, unless Aaron Rodgers is going there, which I doubt it. Um, <laughs> Evan Ingram, you're right. eight of the potential Evan Ingram breakout. Hey, this is he's going to land somewhere big. <laughs> <laughs> I just know it. Him and OJ Howard. Old Macri over fleece me on Evan Ingram trade. Remember that That's right. I forgot that I traded him to you. Yeah, not me. I remember. I don't remember what I traded him to you for, but I do remember now that I traded him to Something not good. You want me to tell you what it was? Yeah, what was it? I think it was like I gave you the 207 or something, and you gave me Evan Ingram and his $5 million contract in 307. Oh, yes. I still got him on the books, brother. On the books. Apologies. Apologies. I appreciate you taking him off my hands, though. Well, uh. Pleasure. I guess peek behind the curtain here. We'll let everybody know that Josh is uh, not no. feeling great. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, I think uh, I'm worried that maybe it is my stone cold impression. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I will try and level level down the stone cold because I am uh, making the show intolerable and <laughs> yeah. truly sickening. Yeah. Sure. I'm getting tired of it too. <laughs> 
But yeah, so we're going to have to do a consensus for, for Josh going forward. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. probably better than Josh anyway. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so let's just roll through the rest of these, John, to try sure. to keep us all from uh, going insane here. So let's go. Uh, we'll just swap some of these up. So I'll take Josh's 212. Mm-hmm. We'll let somebody else take the 301, and then we'll just kind of take our picks. And if we want to talk about some of these guys, that's that's 100% fine. But, um, you know, 212, let's go um, – I'll give Josh Owe here just because I'm in love. Mm-hmm. Odefe, nice. Owe, 212. I don't think Josh is taking an edge here. So so let's go with Owe. So, uh, old Macri, take a, Actually, I'll make Adam do this since you've got another pick coming up. Adam, right. take a, take Josh's 301. Who, who are you going to make him take? All right. Let's give him hmm, Jamin Davis or Fryermuth. What should we do, boys? Hmm. Mm. So he's that- taken. He did take JOK, so let's give him let's give him Fryermuth. He's, okay. he's, he's slid yeah. for too for too long. I like that three hundred one. That's a great pick there, getting him. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice pick. I think, I think we he done showed him, done him well. Yeah, he showed pretty well in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh there, considering that. Uh, considering Big Ben just being a husk of himself, and for sure, <laughs> yeah, he could be a nice option. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go another linebacker. Uh, I'm going Pete Werner Ooh, uh, nice. over Jamie Davis. Um, wow. I know it, it's it, this might be you know di- a, pretty different from a lot of people, but I really really like Pete Werner. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what he showed uh, as a rookie, he didn't you know he didn't get a ton of playing time, but um, and, and you know you got Demario Davis to, there, who as much as I love him, he's somehow going to be older than me soon um he's mm. been there so long so I, I don't think there's a better option on the saints to take over that spot of demario davis than pete werner mm. um he had a 91.0 run defense grade as well uh as a rookie with just a 4.8 percent missed tackle rate um and something kind of interesting I don't, I don't know how likely it is but if the saints were to cut demario davis so they're 75 million dollars over the cap heading into 2022 which is the worst in the league if they were to cut demario davis post june 1st um they would actually save seven and a half million in cap um which isn't a ton so i don't know how likely they are to do it i mean i was talking to our cap guy here at pff um brad spielberger uh he was saying that it's more maybe more likely that they restructure his contract Mm. um so, but either way, I mean, Davis is, he's what, 33 years old now? He's yeah. going to be 34. So I think Werner's kind of the future there. And I, I think he showed a lot <laughs> more than a lot of some of these uh, rookie linebackers did as in their first year. 33 or 34. That sounds insane. Tomorrow, yeah. Davis? That's crazy. Yeah, that's what he is for sure. That's crazy talk. Um, I lo- that's a, that's hot takey right there. That's, yeah. that's a, yeah, that's a, a little bit right? special right <laughs> yeah. there. I like it. <laughs> uh huh. But yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. I mean, he's gonna have, um, you know, his Demario Davis is moving on. They yeah. someone should trade for Demario Davis. 100%. I mean, that yeah. he should go somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Warner, what he had like three games with at least ten tackles. I mean, he did. Wh- how many snaps did he play this year, Macri? Uh, I'd have to pull it up uh, exactly, but I think it was less than three hundred or four less than four hundred snaps. I want to say I'll pull it up exactly. Mm. I'll go ahead and get the 303 while uh, while you're looking it up, Macri. Sure. So 303, I'm going to go uh, Josh Palmer. Ooh, I like that a lot. Sorry, yeah, Addy. That's a good one. Yeah, presumably maybe Mike Williams is gone. Um, your boy uh, Herbert looks pretty transcendent. 
And uh, I think Josh Palmer could be the next man up there with, you know, Keenan Allen's a little older too. You know, he's 29, 30. Um, I really like Palmer. Palmer showed out pretty well. So, yeah, 303, Palmer. Addy, 304. Nice. Yuck, man, that, that hurts right there. That I'm was uh, that was yeah. a nice and pick. Just, just to, yeah, it was 394 snaps for uh, mm. Werner. So, yeah, just under 400. But uh, you know what I'm going to do since you broke my heart? You know what I'm gonna do? What are you gonna do? And I wouldn't, this guy wasn't even on my radar before. What are you gonna and do? Now he is. Yeah. Ernest Jones. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. <laughs> Ernest Jones. I mean, he's just. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. What you know, whoever their main linebacker is, is gonna ball out. And I mean, he he showed that he has big playability. Mm-hmm. Um, average 14.3 points per game over a seven game stretch this year. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, with stuff in the the stat sheet. That's mm-hmm. what we like. That's what we like, and you know, we know the opportunity is going to probably continue. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I like Ernest Jones here. Mm-hmm. It is a bit of a reach, maybe, but again, this is just to prevent Bobby from getting him because mm-hmm. he was taking him with one of his next two picks. We get it. <laughs> we knew it. Yeah, yeah, so, I got Ernest Jones right after Werner too, so I'm mm. with you on that. one. Wow. So yeah, I mean, I I think that that's probably going to be. I mean, Nick Bolton's kind of. I think we've all kind of. Pump the break, even though he did. It is crazy. The dude just put up 112 tackles in I his know. rookie year yeah. or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I think we've all kind of been like, yeah, chill out. Uh, a bit. It's true how they use the linebackers there, and Spags is still there. He's not going anywhere. Uh, yeah. So it is tough to really get too hyped up about Bolton. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you're right. I think I think Ernest Jones. I think we also the playoffs. I think really helped Ernest. Sure. He had a great Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That really helped. Uh, but yeah, I think Warner. I think a lot of people are gonna, you know, once they look at the stats and kind of what he did in, in a limited limited amount of them mm-hmm. uh, of snaps, they'll be impressed with 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 guys like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree. All right, I'm back on the clock still. Yep. Um, okay, so hmm. <laughs> Talent does kind of get weird at this point. Um, let's go. You know, it's the guy that I've been pounding the drum for a lot. Let's go with my boy Greg Rousseau. I need to get an edge Ooh. guy. Let's get Greg Rousseau out here. Ooh. I like now it. we, of course, we worry with Buffalo the the rotation. They never really let anyone get above what like fifty to sixty percent of the snaps. That's that can be a problem. Yeah. But. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say that Greg bucks that trend. Mm-hmm. I think that he's I think that he's he's pretty special, and uh, I think it's a good getting him. What what are we at right here? Three o three o five. That's okay. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty yeah. solid value right there. I like that. I like that. Yep. Well, you know what I'm gonna do since you did uh, Ernest Jones. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a really a really good deal, and I'm gonna take with the three o six. Diami Brown. How did, oh, how, okay. how does that make you feel? Yeah. It does hurt. I love Diami. I like Diami. <laughs> I think uh, if they could just get a quarterback there, not only would Terry McLaurin not have a wasted career, but um, <laughs> you know, I don't know what they do with Curtis Samuel. I don't know what his contract looks like. Um, he didn't do really anything really last year. But Diami Brown had a couple little, couple little plays where you said, "Okay, huh. okay, I need to put a pin. I need to put a pin in that." 
Anyways. Commanders, the Washington that's Commanders. Right. Yeah, that's he's right. one of those guys where, like, if you have him on your roster, like, there is no point in moving. No one's going to give you anything no. for him. Yeah. Someone's going to be like, I'll give you a fourth for him. It's like, nah, just hold him. We're like, why? Because, yeah, Cause, yeah I, I, he was a, I was a big fan of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I think exactly what Bobby said. He could flash. All right, John, 307, who you got? All right, so we're kind of at that point now where we're taking a little bit of shots on guys that we we just kind of like. Um, so I am going with a probably the only defensive tackle that anybody's drafting in in five rounds at this point in 2021 rookie class. Um, Christian Barmore, wow, uh, nice. of the New England Patriots. Um, I just, yeah, I really liked Barmore. I mean, 48 pressures uh, Mm -hmm. as a rookie. He only had the two sacks. um, So, you know, he wasn't super productive as as a pass rusher, like at least for getting the sacks, but a 75.4 pass rush grade. um, Again, as a rookie in in Bill Belichick's system, playing 600 snaps. uh, I think, yeah, he showed a nice bit of potential there. Just 22 years old. so again, it's one of those defensive tackles, one of those like weird positions where there's just not a ton of talent that you could trust. So if you can take a shot on one of these guys, these yeah. young guys, and hope that they develop, um, you, you you might as well do it. So I'm going with Barmore. Yeah, I like Barmore a lot too. I have inquired about him in uh, several places, and uh, uh-huh. the uh, the manager is very astute. Let's just put it that way. He's, he's very educated as to how good Barmore could be. So I love that. I love that pick. I think that's spot on there, John, but I'm going to take Josh is uh, 308 and I'm going to make Josh do something he's never do, done before. He's going to draft a Patriot and he's drafting Ramondre Stevenson. Wow. With the 308. I like Ramondre. I think uh, he's got potential. I think Bill likes him. He protects the ball. He runs the ball hard. Um, I'm fine with Ramon J there at the 308. I think that's nice, perfectly pleasant spot for him. Addy, take nope. uh, take Josh's 309. Okay, 309. We're gonna give Josh. Does Josh give him another Patriots player? That's true. Quarterback. <laughs> Ooh. Mac. Whoa. Mr. Mac <laughs> Jones. <laughs> Yeah, so Josh has got uh, the Josh draft. He drafted Justin Fields, didn't he? No, Fields is still on the board. I'm pretty sure. No, he drafted Fields. Did he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There he is. is. (laughs) That's all right. He can. uh, He can have two. Now let's give him. He'll go. He'll he'll want he'll want Davis. I think he's still a Davis believer. Doesn't he have Davis somewhere? He does. Maybe not. That's Jamin. Yeah. No, that was his flag plant. That's why. That's right. We're gonna. Yeah. That's right. So we're gonna let him. He's got to still believe. You got a wall in it. <laughs> but wow, man. So Davis, really? Uh, yeah. Are you? So you're worried, John? Just, just a bit. Um, just there was a little bit of news talking about him. You know, Ron Rivera not really trusting him fully, and and being a little bit concerned about how he's kind of taken to uh, the speed of the NFL and stuff like that. So. Uh, slightly concerned, but I mean, he's he's another one of those guys. Like you spend a first round draft capital on him. He's he's the super athletic type. Uh, if he can figure it out on the field, he could be a massive producer. So mm-hmm. I I'm willing. I'm still willing to take shots on him. And and yeah, I mean, there. I mean, John Bostick's not going to be back, right? Yeah. I mean, Cole Holcomb looked pretty good, so he'll probably still be around. But I think Davis. There's room for Davis there to be. Uh, 
decent producer. Man, but if you're a Davis owner, you do not like seeing this. Yeah, you're pretty yeah, pissed off. You're like, great. oh boy, 309, wow. It's a whole round later. <laughs> Going than... behind uh, Ernest Jones and Pete Warner now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a defensive tackle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, way to go, John. Crushing spirits out here. Man. Look at you. <laughs> All right, 310, John, who you got? 310. All right. Let's do, yeah, let's do 310. Let's close out the third round. That's right? awesome. Let's um, do it. All right, cool. So, um, weird quarterback class. I think the guy that actually showed the most was Mac Jones. Mm. Um, you know, as far as, <laughs> uh, you know, hitting the ground running that not, you know, he wasn't an amazing fantasy quarterback. Yeah. Um, but he looked good. He looked, I think a lot better than people expected him to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm willing to take the shot there. Uh, I know it's one quarterback league and end of the third round just feels like, you know, he's going to be a starter for a long time. So it's decent value there. I'm going to, I'm going to go Mac Jones. Yeah, man. I mean, we should have all seen this coming, right? Rookie quarterback with Bill Belichick in a very, you know, composed system. We should have known Mac was going to be, you know, just a big Mac. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We love big Mac. (laughs) All right. 311. I am going to go. I had it just a second ago. I'm going to stab you in the back again. How about it? <laughs> I'm going to go with Mr. Joe Tryon Shoyinka. Hey, hey, he is a linebacker. We don't care. <laughs> we love him around these parts. <laughs> Joe Tryon was pretty cool last year. Um, it will be fun to see. I actually need to dig into the Buccaneers defensive ends contracts a little bit more. JPP staying around, you know, he's not going to move inside with Sue or Vita Vea. Vita Vea, I think, is locked up there long-term now. But Shaq Barrett, how many more years does he have? Joe Tryon's very athletic. And uh, you give him a little bit more of a snap count. I think um, with the pressures that he had last year, I think he's going to produce a few sacks for you. So there you go. Yeah, JPP is actually – he's a free agent. Nice. Um, this off season and I, I don't think he was very good last year so I uh, can't imagine they bring him back so yeah try on makes sense there yeah Addy finish this off 312 last pick ooh okay 312 let's go with hmm let's go with Kenny G wow let's go with this Kenny is interesting G. talk to me I just you know they got Miles Sanders there I mean I like Miles Sanders as a running back, He's but fine. I mean, he gets hurt all the time, a decent amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kenny G was pretty impressive. And we know he's, I mean, he's, he's, even though Miles Sanders is pretty good at catching, catching the ball, uh, he's not as good as Gainwell. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I think he's going to have that, that role at least locked up there. That's valuable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in fantasy leagues, uh, yeah, Kenny Gainwell. I like Thanks. that. Gainwell yeah, actually had, I think, six or seven touchdowns on the year. Um, wow. Needs a, more opportunity. In a good world, could he be uh, – I'm trying to think of who he could be. He could be like a supercharged Naheem Hines. Okay. Maybe not supercharged, but a better – Sure. Or you know, producing. Yeah. Higher producing for fantasy. I like that. All right, John, run us run us down through here. Look at some of these yeah. names that are still murmuring around here. Yeah, uh, some interesting ones, right? Like, I mean, if you look at, like, the first round, Terrace Marshall and Trey Sermon, <laughs> I think we knew they weren't going first round, but they didn't even make it in the first three rounds. Wow. Um, what do you think about Marshall kind of long-term now? Like, 
was his rookie year that bad that, you know, people are going to be just staying away from him completely? Wasn't he a uh, healthy scratch for a couple games late yeah. in the year? Yeah. They were given the uh, ish. What was his name? Yeah. There some, was another rookie, I believe, that some, they like, were given undrafted some undrafted or like late, yeah. late round drafted guy. Yeah. Given some play over him. But at least, you know, I think it's a good thing the coaching staff is gone, right? Yeah. That's yeah. got to be a positive well, for him. And possibly no, uh, no uh, Jets old quarterback, Darnold. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he could be gone next year. No Cam Newton. You got to think that experience is over. PJ Walker, that was fun. Now you need a quarterback. Yeah, they're going to take one in the draft, right? Surely. Um, you know, DJ Moore, what is yeah. he right now? CMC, is he really your 101 next year? I don't know. Carolina's got a lot of question marks. Their defense is freaking fun. Shaq Thompson, Brian Burns. I still like Derek Chin. Brown. Chin. Mm-hmm. Hassan Reddick will probably be gone. I think he's a free agent this year. Probably so. Um your uh, corner they took, uh, J.C. Horn. Yeah, he gets to come back, hopefully. So he should be there. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Carolina's very strange. Don't they have Gilmore? Do they have Stephon Gilmore? He might be a free agent, though, as well. Mm. That didn't really do much. Yeah. Trey Sermon, I, yes. do, I, do like the, uh, I do like the Anthony Lynn signing. Uh, maybe Trey Sermon could be a discount Melvin Gordon. Maybe Anthony wow. Lynn could kind of uh, show Sermon the big boy ropes. As far as body types... Sermon is probably uh, most relatable to a, a Melvin Gordon, I would think. Um, but then you got guys down here too, John, like Amari Rogers. We haven't mm-hmm. drafted um, Zach Wilson still on the board. Nick Bolton, Chuba Hubbard, uh, Richie Grant, a safety one that we were all pretty high on, still kind of hanging right. around here, and he could still have potential, but he just didn't see the field. Yeah, Nico Collins is another one. I know yeah, a lot of yeah. people are really high on Nico Collins and, you know, mm-hmm. talking about him as a kind of breakout for next year. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not as crazy about him, but yeah, I mean, he's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Baron Browning could have a little bit of play. Browning. Yeah, Browning, I, sure. think, I mean, he's, yeah, who's left there? He's the only one left, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. Basically. All the other ones are leaving. AJ Johnson's a free agent. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It blows my Jones mind Griffith. that the Rams took uh, 2-2 Atwell in the second round of the oh, actual man. NFL draft. Uh, what, Joe, so what the hell is going on with 2-2 Atwell? Like, what? I mean, if they had to play Ben Skronik well, in the Super Bowl with all I, those injuries. I think I think Atwell actually had a big shoulder injury, if I'm remembering correctly. I think he had a season-ending, okay. whatever it was. But, yeah, man, think about all the people that got hurt um, with the Rams because yeah. Skronik was, you know – Whatever. He's whatever. But he deserves to be on a practice squad somewhere. He does not need yeah, to be yeah. running routes in the NFL. But there's still some fun names down here. You got Joseph Osai, who presumably is going to come back and get some play. Trayvon mm-hmm. Morig. Devon Diablo actually had some nice games where he showed out last year. I really right. like Khalil Herbert. Jarrett Patterson, you know, whatever. Your boy Kine and Wangu. What does he look like? Maybe if they move on from Dalvin at some point. Love Osa Odigizua. Um. Yeah, man. I mean, so there's some interesting names, but are we doing yeah. the fourth round? I don't think so. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you got yeah. me kind of hyped up. I'm ready to do <laughs> Nico Collins. Yeah. yeah, Nico Collins. I think I think would definitely probably sneak into the top three rounds for some people. I'm 
I, I'm comfortable with him being out of it. Um, so, so I think John, Javon Holland is kind of interesting too. Yeah, yeah, true. yeah, Javon Holland. He seems to be like the safety one now from the class, at, at least. Yeah. But so, I think we could see um, Grant. I yeah, think yeah. have a big role yeah, in year two. It's possible. So yeah. you've done more of the rookie research for 2022 than obviously me or Adam. Where, where, how are you gonna? Are you far enough along yet to kind of look and see where these guys are comparing to 2021? You think 2022 is going to be better, same, worse, shallower? I think so. I think for like defensive line, I think it could be better. Um, Okay. So I've watched, I mean, I've watched Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau. I've watched their entire seasons, Mm -hmm. um, every game. And I've watched eight linebackers uh, their full season. Mm-hmm. So the linebacker class is decent. Um, there are a couple guys I think at the top, and then there's kind of uh, you know some gaps in there where they're they're not likely going to be every down players. So I, I would have been higher on the 2021 linebacker class over this one, but I think I'll be higher on the 2022 uh, edge slash defensive line class than. Mm-hmm. Uh, than the 2021 class. So mm. safeties, I haven't watched enough, but Kyle Hamilton looks really, really good. I I, I mean, the safety class for 2021 wasn't yeah. that good. So yeah. I, I would think that, yeah, between him and, you know, guys like Jaquan Brisker and mm. um, yeah, I think the safety class could be really good as well. So in hindsight, 2021 was pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. I feel comfortable yeah. through the third round. If I have any of these guys, I'm definitely holding on to them. I'm excited about them. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I agree. Yeah. And there's still, yeah, and again, got, there's still plenty of talent. Like we didn't even, yeah, Nick Bolton, mm-hmm. he's still out there. You know, mm-hmm. there's yeah. still plenty of talent, like you mentioned, Bob. It's a very typical IDP five round draft to where three rounds you feel pretty solid. Fourth round you're gonna have a couple hits and misses, and then fifth round's just, you know, probably a bunch of turds. Yeah, yeah, throwing some darts and hoping for the best, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, I feel I feel pretty good about the 2021 class as well. I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, my XFFL team just thinking about, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. offensive rookie of the year, the mm-hmm. defensive rookie of the year, the rookie reception go ahead and uh, give record it, holder. Adam yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think that I, I think it, it is kind of an interesting class. It's it's um, I mean, I'm sure there will be some different <laughs> yeah. takes on it, but I, you know, how many picks the, you got in an XFFL, Mac? For this year, I got one first, and I think three or four seconds. Nice. Ooh, look at nice. you. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, a couple we'll of these. See. Max we'll had see. a great job, man, taking over a team. And yeah, yeah he's he's got himself some primo assets. Uh-huh. A little Jamar dirt bag. Leading uh-huh. the way. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah pleased to have we'll you, Macri. <laughs> We're looking to contend this year more so than uh, the yeah, previous years. Shit, the rebuild, man. the rebuild process is over now. So we thought Macri was a clear rebuild last year, but this, this dude uh, just eight clawed ten, his way to the playoffs, ten wins or whatever you had. And it was a really annoying out. Like it was kind of trying to lose. It was very annoying. Can I please <laughs> give you Melvin Gordon? I will right. give you a twenty twenty three fourth. 
to take me. Nobody on the board. would. Yeah, nobody would. Uh, nobody cap, would take it. A cap was hard. Yeah, cap it was, was hard. hard. Yeah, nobody actually had the space to take him on. That was the problem. Well, I think and, people would have, but yeah. In a typical year where we had gained cap, I feel like you could have moved to Melvin Gordon. But when we went from one ninety eight in twenty twenty to whatever the cap was last year, yeah, that was yeah. hard. A uh, hard pill to swallow. And now we're just freaking stimulus, stimmy rich. We got two oh eight or whatever the. I know. Yeah, Speaking of cat, I mean, uh, I just put Odell on IR. Mm. Jesus, pour one out for Odell. Already for this year? I had to, yes. Oh, wow. yeah. I mean, you, I gave him, he has the maybe the worst contract in, in mm. XFFL history. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should not have extended him. But again, that was, uh, that's what you do, you know, when you think your with babies. your heart sometimes. Yeah. Love will make head. you do crazy things. Sure. I will say, though. Happy Valentine's Day out there to everybody. If Odell Beckham <laughs> had not tore his ACL, you're thinking pretty, and, and let's say, the Rams oh. re-sign him. Oh, I was gonna. He's on your active roster in 2022. I don't think so. I still was gonna have to I arm. I was gonna though, like, hey, I will take on some cap. Someone, if you want him, if you want to save me a little more cap, right? Because mm-hmm. in, in uh, XFFL, if you put someone on IR, it frees up half their salary. I had this dude on like a. He's like 40 million per year. It's mm-hmm. not good. So we freed up 20 million by putting him on, putting him on IR. Mm-hmm. But what are we doing wow. in what are we doing in nine cap leagues with OBJ? Well. Dang. I mean, you're you're in trouble. Dang it! I you're can't... in big trouble. Next year, he's no one's going to want him at all this off season. Obviously, uh, right. he's going to come back maybe midway if you're lucky next year. The Rams going to re-sign him for just like nothing. I don't know why they would do that unless well, yeah. the whole thing was well, I'll give you a discount, and now it's like you're going to take a real discount and give you 500k. But and it wasn't it the same ACL that he's already done. Yes. Yeah. Gosh, that's awful. Yeah. Because he was so. He was so good. He's he was getting it so, back. Yeah. He was so good. So two yeah. tears in 16 months, I think I saw. Yeah. Man, that's just, uh, you For hate real. to see it. Shout out Debo. Let's get rid of this turf. For real, get rid of the turf. It would be an interesting study. I'm sure there's something out there to show, you know, the number of injuries on, you know, natural grass versus turf. The players are talking mm-hmm. about it. I mean, there's probably something to it. Stick with that real grass, kids. Mm-hmm. Keep you out of trouble. For- <laughs> for sure well that's a good a spot as any to uh to close this out sure Amen. uh but yeah i want to thank everybody for tuning in big thanks to adam bobby and get well to mr josh Raymer, who had to leave us early but thank you to him as well for coming on so that we could put this draft together for you all um, be sure to follow at the IDP show on the Twitter. Uh, you could follow me at PFF underscore Macri as well. And all of my work on PFF.com. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll be back with biweekly episodes throughout the off season, breaking down all the hot dynasty IDP topics. So hope to catch you all then. Uh, I will leave you all now with an interview uh, with the guys from all 22, who I'm very excited to share with everyone, their new and unique fantasy platform. So please enjoy. All right. I had uh, teased an exciting new platform uh, at the top of the episode that I've been looking forward to sharing so that the good people who listen to this podcast can give it a try. Uh, This is something different than what we're all used to when it comes to fantasy football, which I think is cool because there hasn't really been this level of innovation in a while. So joining me to talk about the platform called All22 are the great entrepreneurs who created All22. It's Bobby, Chris, and Ray. Guys, thanks for coming on the show to talk about this awesome new way of playing fantasy football. 
Yeah, absolutely, John. Thanks so much for having us. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited for you guys to come on um, because you allowed us at PFF um, to do kind of like a, a larger beta test of uh, of all 22 uh, last season. So we got a, I got a chance to kind of dive in there and play around with it and try it out. I really enjoyed it. I think a lot of people are really going to enjoy it. Um, and I'll talk about some of the things that I that I liked about it as as we kind of go through the the interview here. But because this isn't really like your straightforward fantasy football platform, maybe you can tell us a little bit about all 22 and, and what makes it different from, from your typical fantasy platform. Sure. Definitely. We, we typically like to start with a uh, John Madden quote where he said, if it's not 11 on 11, it's not real football. And we think that applies to what we're trying to do really well. Um, I don't know if you remember the games from back in the day, but uh, you know, I like to compare it to like NFL Blitz, right? Um, NFL Blitz was like seven on seven. It was guys throwing bombs to each other. Uh, you can hit people after the play. And it was really, really fun and exciting. But it just wasn't real football at all. So what Madden did is he built this game that was super realistic. And they tried to mirror as best they can what the NFL did. And that's really what we're trying to do here. Uh, with all 22. So, you know, it is all 22 players, including offensive linemen. Um, yeah. And it's, it's going to be hopefully the next, the next good th- big thing in fantasy football. Yeah. I like, I like how you said that. Um, Cause I, you're, you're hundred percent right. And that, that's one of the things that, that I really liked about the platform is that you get to build like a fantasy roster in the way that you would build an NFL roster in a way. And, and you're kind of rewarded based on how good your team ends up performing or, or punished on based on how bad it is. But um, it's, it's the closest way out there right now, I think to having your own kind of NFL roster uh, similar to like a franchise mode on Madden, like you'd say um, where you can do a fantasy draft um, except this is, you know, you're playing against your friends. You won't get bored of blowing teams out every week too. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think, I think those are, that that's a big selling point. I think for people is to be able to do a full roster uh, management, which like you said, includes offensive line, which is a big, um, a, a big difference from, from typical fantasy for sure. Yeah. Offensive line, defensive backs. Uh, I think, the biggest thing that differentiates us is that we use PFF grading instead of traditional statistics. So with traditional fantasy football, you know, they use things like yards and and touchdowns to score their players. But kind of what we found, and there's a really good uh, Steve Palazzolo quote where he says, you know, that statistics in football is, is probably the worst representation of, you know, statistics in any other sport. Um, right. And, and we think that by using PFF grading, which is the foundation to our scoring, we get rid of those inconsistencies and show the true quality of a player's performance in a given game. And we're able to do that, like you said, for offensive linemen and essentially all all positions. For sure. Yeah. And I think that's like one of the the common flaws that's pointed out by by fantasy gamers um especially for for idp this this gets pointed out a lot is that this idea that bad nfl defenders for example can be good idps um because they're they're on the field and they're 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 scoring based on volume instead of actually um doing a great job right so uh 
again, like kind of the easiest solution to that is what you guys have, have created here with all 22 and that in order to be a top scorer in the fantasy platform, um, that player must be performing well on the field and, and, and receiving good grades from PFF um, and, and not just be kind of like a volume player. So thinking about guys um, on, on the IDP side, like uh, like Alex Singleton or DJ Wanham or, or Tate Crowder, uh, guys like that who don't necessarily grade well uh, in the PFF system, but they, they do they do a decent job as as IDPs uh, in tip in that typical fantasy scoring. So, yeah, u- utilizing the PFF grades is uh, is definitely different. And, and obviously, I might be a little bit biased, <laughs> but I, I think it's a really cool idea for sure. Yeah. Bobby, want to tell the story of how we kind of got started? Because I think, you know, talking about those inconsistencies is really how it began. So I think that would be a good segue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we started this. Six years ago, believe it or not, um, we were making preparations for our Dynasty League um, going into the next season. Um, the three of us talked to each other, and we all realized, hey, you know what? If, you know, this game is so, such a big disconnect. There's such a big disconnect between this game and the actual game, right? If mm-hmm. if the three of us were sitting in the general manager's chair, it'd be very different than the three of us managing like a, a fantasy team. So kind of wanted to get a, start a game that would that would measure that. Um, and we think that we did that with all 22. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely a different way of looking at it. And I think like ultimately, too, um, you know, if you if you get into the all 22 um, uh, platform and, and you're starting to pay attention to who these players are, are and, and how they're performing and which ones are good and which ones aren't, I think it, it can ultimately help you in your your regular dynasty leagues as well right because you're able to better identify who are are some of the players that might be better long-term assets for you um as opposed to guys that are just again kind of scoring because they're on the field that season right exactly um it's you know it's one thing to spot you know a a running back that can put up 100 yards in a game right it's another thing to know that he's a liability in in pass protection it's another thing to see that you know his offensive line in front of him is doing all of the heavy lifting. I think there was a game. It was Jonathan Taylor. I think he was playing the Jets. He put up, you know, he had a monster game. Um, and you know, not to say that Jonathan Taylor is not a superstar running back, but I think most running backs in the NFL could have had a monster game behind that offensive line. So we really want to test your ability to actually see that. Right. Yeah, definitely. And, and it, it's a learning it's a, there's going to be a learning curve, obviously, with with a lot of um, new things. But it it's in a fun way because it's football and, and people enjoy that. And um, they'll, they'll get an opportunity to kind of see, you know, why isn't this guy doing well? And 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 yeah, you might look at offensive line and uh, and the team around them and things like that and, and be able to better uh, predict like future successes because of uh, because of this. So it's just kind of like a, a side effect of being able to play on this um, in this different kind of way. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, one thing that we saw with Madden, especially in the er- earlier years, is that they really tried to replicate real football with everything that they did. And that's something that we are trying to do as well. So kind of some of the disconnect between fantasy football and, and real football, right, is when players are drafted, um, we hate that running backs get picked first overall. And the first quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, usually goes like second round. You know, I think, I think his ADP right now is like the 13th or 14th pick. And to us, that's just so not real football. 
and we want to get back to where we're valuing players appropriately. So while PFF grading shows us kind of like the quality of performance, part of our grading system, we have a weighted system that we've created that shows the impact of a player's performance on a game, right? So we use player salary to um, identify how the NFL values their players. And they pay quarterbacks the most. They draft quarterbacks first. And at all 22, you're going to be doing those same things. And it'll be reflected in your scoring um, so that quarterbacks will be the most valuable players on your team. For sure. And I, 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 yeah, that again, another great like example of how this kind of mirrors like the best way to kind of build an NFL roster, right, is using that positional weight system uh, and looking at the most important positions first. Uh, and yeah, definitely not taking a running back in the first round because they're, yeah, their positional weight for the scoring system isn't going to be as high as somebody like uh, a quarterback or a wide receiver or, um, a corner or, or a pass rusher. Right. So, um, yeah, that, I, I really enjoyed that part of it as well. Um, and I think that's a great way to kind of, um, balance out some of the scoring from the, the PFF grades because everybody's kind of graded on a zero to 100 scale, but, uh, a, a running back grading in the nineties is not nearly as valuable as a quarterback grading in the nineties, for example. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, yeah. So, so what, are some of the key features that you guys would say um, that you have ready to roll uh, at, at launch, basically? Yeah. So the, the great thing about uh, All22 is uh, we really want the user to think of themselves as, the, as a GM where you build and manage your full 53-man roster. Um, so think of it as if the NFL had a startup fantasy draft right now, uh, like, like many listeners might be familiar with from the Madden franchise mode that we've, we've kind of referenced, uh, you know, here during this discussion. Um, if, you know, if that were to ever happen, right? Um, so you would, you would build your team from scratch, you know, during that fantasy draft, your, your full 53 man roster, uh, and then you would manage that team year over year. So, um, after that, we do have, uh, seven round rookie drafts, you know, year over year, uh, following the, the typical NFL format that, that everyone is used to. Uh, so with that, um, you know, in managing that full roster, the user will manage their weekly depth chart. And based on the strengths of their team, uh, they can choose their base personnel packages to go into each weekly matchup uh, on both offense and defense. So on offense, the user can choose from uh, 11 personnel, which is, you know, three wide receiver set, uh, 12 personnel using two tight ends or, uh, you know, 21 personnel using two running backs. And then on defense, they can choose either a three four, four, three, or uh, a nickel defensive front. If, uh, you know, based on the strengths of their team, uh, you know, if you're deep at cornerback, uh, for example, on defense, you would obviously want to go with uh, the nickel format. So it just sort of adds that strategic element uh, to each weekly matchup. Uh, and one other feature that uh, is a part of that is what, uh, our auto substitution feature. So uh, I think everyone here has been there where in traditional fantasy, uh, you know, you, you start a running back who turns an ankle in the first quarter after, you know, getting just 12 yards and they're out for the rest of the game. And you're basically zeroed out. You're down a guy for the entire match and, and you lose. Um, so for 
all 22, we will actually, based on your weekly depth chart, um, we have an auto substitution feature that will automatically uh, put in the next player at that position up on your depth chart. So if you do have a running back who gets hurt in the first quarter and they don't reach a certain number of snaps, the next guy up will take his place and you will receive the score based on his uh, PFF grade and and weight that was discussed earlier. So you're never going to go into the match and just basically get, uh, you know, screwed over because, you know, one of your players turned an ankle in your starting lineup because in in the real game, obviously that wouldn't happen. You would have, you know, someone replace uh, that player who went down and still field, you know, 11 uh, men on the field. So that's one really cool feature that we have uh, to really take care of that problem. Um, also, the uh, we do have the uh, formation graphic uh, on our My Team page, which is a, a pretty cool uh, display of the personnel packages that um, you will see or, or choose for that weekly matchup, uh, just to add a, another sort of a graphical element to the game that we think users will really enjoy. And just, again, sort of really encompasses that full GM-like feel that users are looking for as if you are managing an actual NFL team as opposed to you know, a roster of, you know, uh, 10 skilled players, or if you're an IDP, you know, a handful of defensive guys just accruing stats. Yeah, that's really cool. I like the, uh, the visualization of the, the, the personnel packages a lot, actually. Like I know it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not necessarily crucial to, to winning matchups or anything, but it's just like an, a nice added element to kind of see what your team kind of looks like uh, when they're on the field, what they line up uh, as. And uh, it's, it's a fun way to kind of add like the flex position basically is by choosing those those different types of personnels and um and 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 choosing it that way so i I think that was pretty cool um and and you mentioned uh ray the like the 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 snap threshold and that that goes for for not just guys that that get hurt too right because um we, we often get guys that that grade well in a game but they only play like a handful of snaps right so they you know maybe they play five ten snaps something like that and they they did well on those snaps but that's not you know having the same kind of impact uh on a game as somebody who plays the the 45 or 50 snaps in a game so we want the guys that are are on the field as well and and you know you you can't kind of pick guys that aren't necessarily starters or um contributing to their their NFL team on a on a regular basis, basically, which is which is nice. And um, it, it adds kind of like a best ball element too. like if a guy does get hurt um, in a way where you can where a, a guy is subbed in automatically off your bench as long as you have the appropriate depth, which is which is really nice. Um, takes a lot of weight off the some of the decision making, too, sometimes. Yeah, exactly. We don't want uh, users to to game the system either. If they do find, hey, this player, you know, he gets six snaps on you know every Sunday, but he's he's crushing in those six snaps, um, you know, or a Taysom Hill example, right, where he might be listed as a quarterback but only come in for a handful of package plays, uh, you know, during a game. Um, you know, we want to make sure that we eliminate that as well and don't have, uh, you know, users gaming the system, if you will. Um, and so while the auto substitution, um, you know, also does save you from injury, there is still an element to that. You can't just sort of 
you know, put your feet up and say, ah, well, you know, uh, I've got a deep roster because if, you know, one of your receivers, you know, does go down, for example, and, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're in a three wide receiver uh, personnel package and your fourth receiver comes in the game and your fifth receiver on your depth chart, you know, has a monster game with a, you know, 90 grade and, uh, you know, you're not just going to, you're still going to miss out on it. So you do still have that element when setting your depth chart of, you know, playing matchups and seeing, you know, who you feel will do the best, you know, in their upcoming game and give you the best chance to win. So it's, we, we feel like we found that really good balance there um, between, you know, assisting the user, making sure that they, they don't get the short end of the stick with any injuries, but also making sure that they still have that strategic element, um, you know, and sort of game planning feel uh, heading into a game week and that their decisions are still important. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I like that a lot. It's a different kind of way to strategize how you're going to win uh, at fantasy football. And that that's something that I, I thought was really cool about it. And um, even the waiver wire too, like the waiver wire I found becomes a little bit more fun because it's you have to use it almost as a learning experience, which I mentioned before. But I think, you know, for most things, uh, learning might not necessarily be fun to people. But because it's football, um, we can all stand to learn a little bit more and enjoy it more, too, um, on which players are good and which are not. So I, I do think this, um, you know, scouring the waiver wire, not just for like a next guy up uh, situation, um, if a player gets hurt you're looking for a guy that's actually going to come in and, and be a good performer for you. So there, there's definitely like a, a way to kind of learn more about the game through this, um, this platform as well, which I think is really cool. Um, especially for like offensive linemen. I think that's, that, that was one of the, like the big selling points for me is I, I can't be the only um, degenerate that that's out there that plays fantasy football. That's wanted to add offensive linemen to, uh, to fantasy somehow. And this is, I think a really cool way to do it. And again, um, maybe being slightly biased, but using the PFF grading system, I think is kind of the best way to do that. And, and, and using how we watch every single offensive lineman on every single snap, um, to score to score their performances is a great way to kind of introduce them uh, to the fantasy football game and I, I think it's a, a revolutionary really because we've we've it's easy to score IDPs it's easy to score offense but the toughest position I think to score uh, for, for for football is is offensive linemen and you guys have figured it out so I think uh, I think that deserves a lot of credit as well it's really cool <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things if, you you know, you watch the game on Sunday and you go, you know, man, I really wish I had, you know, my favorite team had Quentin Nelson, you know, on the offensive line, right? Well, uh, you know, the next best thing is, well, you can get Quentin Nelson on your fantasy team, right? And who wouldn't want that? I mean, that's just, you know, it's... It makes it, it, makes it interesting, too. I remember we played a game last year and the last guy I had left in my lineup to play was Rodney Hudson. And it was like a Monday night game or something like that. I remember watching Rodney Hudson on every play and not even following the ball. So it's like, it definitely uh, encourages a different way to watch the game. For sure. And yeah, like I think people that, that are already playing IDP, we've already kind of expanded to that. That's the other side of the ball um, away from just the wide receiver, running back, quarterback, tight end. Uh, area and we're already looking to add more positions so that's I think it's a natural kind of next step for people that are playing IDP is to also include like offensive linemen and obviously there's IDPs uh, on this format as well and and uh, you'll be looking to 
to add them to your team a little bit differently, like I said. Um, but I think uh, I think it's it, I, I found it to be a lot of fun anyways. And I, I know a lot of people that did um, play it, enjoyed it a lot. And yeah, we're already starting up a, a few leagues um, on the platform, too. So planning for that as well. Bobby, was the Rodney Hudson game the one that John beat you? <laughs> um, I don't know. It might have been the two that I beat him, but yeah, it could have been. It could have oh, been. Oh, okay. <laughs> we had to bring up the two wins. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Bobby beat me twice uh, in our in our league uh, in the regular season, but when it mattered most is is what's important, and that's when I beat him in the yeah, playoffs. I've, so. <laughs> I've been reminded that a few times, which is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John, how did you like your team? Did you... um? It, like what which players were your favorite that you ended up watching like pretty pretty thoroughly throughout the year yeah so for me it was um my defensive ends i i really liked um the idea that you don't have to just rely on sacks to, to be to be a great fantasy performer right which we know like we i talk about this all the time on the podcast but stack sacks are not like a sticky stat right they're they're um, mostly random and they're not always um, a result of a great pass rusher sometimes a lot of the times they're quarterback stats so using kind of the PFF grading for for like defensive linemen specifically these are guys that are winning um, their reps at a higher rate than most and because of that their grades are are higher than than uh, their their peers and so somebody like uh, like uh, Max Crosby, for example, he was our one of our highest, second highest graded um, defensive end on the season. Didn't have a lot of sacks, but he had a ridiculous number of pressures and he was dominant at the line of scrimmage. So he scored really well under this system because it didn't rely on him to actually have to get a sack, which is, you know, we call it sack luck, where the quarterback has to hold on to the ball for a certain amount of time or, um, you know, everything kind of has to go right on the play. But we're grading him individually and i thought i thought that was a really cool way to kind of reward players for um like fantasy gamers for having good players on their roster so defensive ends and then obviously the offensive linemen as well those guys those the big guys that uh, we don't get to focus on as much and and those guys that are dominating in the trenches as well yeah very cool that's one of my favorite things about pff grading um one of the ways i heard it said is like PFF rewards sacks that are earned, not sacks that are given, right? So right, like whether right. it's um, a lineman, you know, blocking a defensive end for 10 seconds before the sack happens, or even if a player goes unblocked, PFF accounts for that. And I think that's something that our game, you know, can, um, can capture and helps our grading system kind of stand out from our competition. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, anybody that, you know, has has followed any of my work and stuff like a lot of it is kind of PFF uh, grading related. And um, and and I kind of try to to share as much of that information as possible. So I think it I think that'll help um, people that have been paying attention to those kind of things. I think that'll help them kind of build a a better fantasy roster as well is 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 knowing that who the good players are and then kind of building off of that. So it's definitely fun Um, and it's different, like like we've been saying, right? It's it's different than anything else out there. And I think that's a good thing because a a lot of it is the same. And, um, you know, like you said, you use the PFF grading system. Um, I, I know we won't 
we, we, we aren't able to offer like a, a live scoring feature just yet um, because the by the time the grades are reviewed, it's usually the next day after the game. But I honestly think that's a that's a small um, thing to have to deal with when you're you're playing such a fun and different kind of uh, fantasy platform. That 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 one day before the grades come in, it it, it builds suspense. So yeah. maybe it's a, maybe that's more of a feature than we think. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and it, it gives you something you can just kind of focus on the games themselves and not be you know refreshing your phone to see who's doing what. Um, you could just kind of enjoy the game and then deal with it after too, right? Right. Exactly. Awesome. Well, um, so where so we you know we've kind of talked about the 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 product quite a bit here, but I'm sure by this point, most people are trying to find out where they can find all 22 and how they can sign up. Um, so can you share with us uh, those details? Yeah, absolutely. So everybody can sign up for pre-release on all22.com. So all-22.com. Um, right there, you'll be able to learn a little bit more about the game. Um, and then what we'll do from there is we'll follow up with things like promotional codes, um, we'll follow up with pre- some premium content that'll help you prepare for your draft, your 53 round draft. So some pretty cool things that'll, um, you know, kind of keep, keep you in, um, uh, keep you in the loop going forward. Yeah, definitely. So, and I, and I'll definitely be able to tweet out the link, um, to the website as well, all dash 22.com. And when does this platform become available to the public? So right now, what we're aiming for is the week after the NFL draft ends. So as soon as the NFL, NFL draft ends, you'll be able to get on there and, and start to uh, set up your leagues and, and start drafting. Perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I think that's a great time. Most people are, uh, you know, building up to the draft right now, and that's kind of the focus. So once that's that's over with, there's going to be a big chunk of time for people to, to focus on just fantasy football and uh build their teams and and do all that kind of stuff so i think that'll be a a fun way to spend the long summer slash break that is uh that we get from football um and you guys are on twitter as well uh follow at all 22 underscore pff on twitter um any other platforms that you're on other than twitter right now it's just twitter we have a we're setting up our Instagram page, um, but we'll be active on on both those pages going forward. Perfect. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, and I'll make sure to share that link uh, to the Twitter as well. Anything else that you guys want to share about All22 before we uh, close up? I think, I, I think I'm good about you guys. Yeah, just just excited to uh, really introduce what we feel is the next phase of, of fantasy football, um, you know, to everyone out there and just looking forward to the next steps. I'm watching it grow. Yeah. John, thank you so much for uh, having us. Oh, no problem. I, I can't thank you guys enough for, for coming on the show to, to promote All22 and also just for creating All22 because I've really enjoyed it so far, like I've said, and, and I'm really looking forward to playing it uh, for many more years. So so thank you guys. And I'm looking forward to everybody getting a chance to, to try it out and, and play fantasy differently. And uh, it's definitely going to be different and it's a lot of fun as well. So so thank you guys for, for putting in the work and uh, and sharing with us today. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. Awesome. 
There you have it. Again, you can sign up now for their wait list at all22.com. That's all 22.com. And on February 22nd, which again is the incredibly satisfying date of 2-22-22, they will be releasing all the details to the public. So be sure to follow their Twitter at all22 underscore PFF for all those details. Thanks again to everyone who listened. See you all in a couple weeks for some IDP Dynasty buys and sells. 